Well, I'm gonna talk about eco-terrorism. Got too excited about jorts. I'm leaving now with my Roomba or your blood on my hands. I'm back. Back on my bullshit. What is meme if not airhorn persevering? No, this is... This is not a family show. And I quote, many American titties. Why'd you have to bring Dane Cook to this, Andrew? No one wanted that. Oh, you guys are not ready for what I've got today. And I've apparently hit the very end of my attention span. Give me like 30 seconds. I'm looking for rhymes. Hello, and welcome to what would traditionally be the final stop on this year's Spooktacular Express. I say traditionally because for the last few years... We've celebrated Halloween by sitting down and playing a spooky Halloween-themed D&D one-shot. Now, the first year we ran this play, the one-shot made it to the DT exclamation point main feed. Last year, we uploaded our one-shot to our Patreon feed and gifted the DT exclamation point main feed a candy bar with the Office Drones DX book one inside. Well... Considering the Office Drones DX Book 2 was released last week, and also it's November 1st, and I'm still putting the word spooky in front of everything, you may have noticed that things have gone a little wonky here at DT exclamation point HQ. Andrew mentioned this in the intro to the Book 2 episode last week, and I talk about it in the episode coming next week because, hey, we've already recorded that, but please allow me to explain our spooky, timey-wiminess. As you've likely heard us mention, Todd, Kyle, Andrew, and I traveled to Portland, Oregon a few weekends ago for the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. We had an incredible time visiting the Pacific Northwest and traveling for our first non-local convention since 2019. We saw some amazing things and met some really cool people, some of which, I would venture to guess, are probably listening right now. And if you are, hey, you look nice today. Anyway, traveling cross-country and spending a full week away from our recording gear has thrown off our release schedule a bit. So let me forecast the next few weeks out for you. Today, we have a Debate This special presentation, which I'll elaborate on in a minute. Next Tuesday will actually be the final stop on the 2022 Spooktacular Express as we revive fan-favorite episode Creepypasta Storytime. The Tuesday after that, which is the 15th, for those of you not looking at a calendar, Todd will be leading another commissioned flavor text to provide deep lore to something many of us have loved since middle school. And then finally, on November 22nd, we'll be back with our next official debate episode and settle back into our regular schedule for the rest of the year. So yeah, there will be more than a month between DT episode 110 and DT episode 111. But hey... You'll have plenty of dulcet tones to shove in your ear holes in the meantime. We promise. Now, on to what I have in store for you today. If you were a member of our Patreon last year around this time, the title of this episode may seem a little familiar to you. Night of the Living Don't You Knows was last year's Halloween one-shot. It was the first time I'd ever written something like this, and also my first time DMing, but it came out really well. I've always wanted to give more folks the chance to hear it, so today I'm pulling it out from behind the DT exclamation point vault paywall and spreading the Halloween cheer to the main feed. I've basically cut out the intro and a couple of non-pertinent things that related to last year and then just 
ran the episode. So it's pretty much unedited if you listened to it last year on Patreon. Hey, maybe re-listen to it again. Or if this is your first time listening, let us know what you think. We love doing these little one-shots when we have the opportunity. And hey, maybe next year we'll be able to pull off another one and not just re-release an old one. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and enjoy our zombie-filled adventure through the very real town of Baudette, Minnesota. Hello and welcome to the grand finale of the Spooktacular Express, this year's Halloween one-shot campaign. Joining me today, as always, are Andrew Henderson, Todd Thomas, and Kyle Harper. You'll find out more about the characters they're playing in a few minutes, but before we jump in here, let me assure you that this campaign stands completely on its own. You don't need any prior knowledge to listen to the show, and it won't contain any spoilers for the Office Drones campaign that also lives on this feed. Last year, Kyle led us on a spooktacular one-shot adventure of his own creation. Much like last year, this year's campaign is completely original and was written by yours truly. I've super never written anything like this before, but I very much had the time of my life doing it. Uh, unlike last year's campaign, this one is not themed around any nostalgic IPs, but instead is set in the very real-life town of Baudette, Minnesota, and the surrounding areas. <laughs> I, for one, have never been to Baudette, Minnesota, and thus must read this legal disclaimer. The characters and events depicted in this podcast are fictitious. Any similarity to actual persons, living or deceased, is purely coincidental. Finally, because this campaign is set in the real world, we'll be using some Google Earth type images for reference and as maps throughout this campaign. An Imgur link will be included in the show notes so you can see what the players see. Are you guys excited? Hell yeah. Now that you mentioned Baudette, Minnesota, super excited. <laughs> the the crowned jewel of the north. Actually, it's the walleye capital of the world. That's true. Baudette, Minnesota is the walleye Wait, you capital. didn't tell me this is set in the Baudette, Minnesota. <laughs> the Baudette, Minnesota. Matt, you have to know that I'm already on their city's homepage. <laughs> Baudette by God, Minnesota. Let me tell you, Andrew, that I have spent so much time on that city's <laughs> homepage this month. Um, my... Google Earth timeline that my phone like generates for me every month to try and sell my data uh, was like, hey, so you've been back and forth between Columbus and Minnesota a lot. That's kind of weird. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. All right. So before we get started, um, I actually need a couple of dice rolls from you guys. Um, so I actually need a roll of every dice. So, Andrew, if you could roll a D4 and a D6, Kyle, I'll have you do a D8 and a D10. And Todd, I need a 12, a 20, and a D100. And I actually need the individual numbers of each dice, not your total roll. So, Andrew, we'll start with you. Uh, D4 is a 1. Okay. And the D6 is a 5. Awesome. Kyle? The D10 is a 6. And the D8 is a 3. All right. Um, the D12 and the D20 are both 3s. And the D100 is 47. All righty. Excellent. We are fighting 47 zombies in this room. <laughs> Don't give away the third act reveal, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> now, if what you've if? listened to any episodes of The Office Drones, you'll probably be pretty familiar with our style of reskinning D&D spells and skills and items and what else you do in D&D. We're doing the same thing here with this one shot. So before we kick it off, uh, if you guys want to take a second, 
why don't you introduce your characters and give a few of your favorite reskinned abilities? We'll just go in that same order. So, Andrew, you can start. Yeah. Hey, everybody. I am playing Augie Morrison, who is a bard, um, but the flavor is he is a bassist. So, Augie, Augie Morrison is your, uh, let's see, uh, forever young 30-something who's still trying to make the band thing work. And by God, he isn't not. <laughs> uh, basically, um, <laughs> Matt wrote a little bit of a character backstory, which I just want to read this first sentence. Augie's your typical fresh 30-year-old wondering, just like his parents, what the fuck he's going to do with his life. <laughs> and really... That's that's kind of that's kind of Augie. He uh he plays the he plays bass in a local punk band and uh he's going pretty much like from from local dive bar to dive bar. Um I assume Augie had a MySpace page until like mm, 2012 probably. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Augie's I would imagine as most bards uh has has frequented every single dive bar in Baudette um including uh, let's see here. Oh, I just lost my tab. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, I would say he's probably uh, hanging out a lot. Oh, that was a grocery store. The Lake of the Woods grocery store. Not oh, the, yeah. The v- I would say uh, Augie's definitely played at the VFW Post 723 in at Minnesota, <laughs> which is the only bar that I can find. <laughs> there were like three local venues, and I put one in the text for my campaign and VFW was my second choice. So uh, Augie has played in yeah. more than one location around. OK, Barnett. how about the lo- loyal order of the moose? That, that was one? the one that I picked. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just go a couple of the normal. I mean, bar- Augie's a bard ass bard and, and we're all playing level two. So we don't have the like the the branching paths yet. So uh, as all bards do, I can give bardic inspiration, which in this case is lo- uh, local celebrity. So usually, like I'll probably regale someone of my of my uh, tales of um, you know catching that pass in high school or uh, meeting meeting some famous news anchor when they came into the bar uh, three years ago. Uh, people will buy me an extra PBR just to hear me cover Wonderwall, <laughs> which, is, which is the name of an ability, I think. <laughs> Um, which is just that that's a song of rest <laughs> jack of all trades which is something that bards get at level two which you just add points to skills uh never had a real job which that tracks um and then let's see here i grabbed a feat so that was one of the things so i think all of us either grabbed a feat or um raised some some stats i grabbed a feat that is called shadow touched but i'm calling backing band or one of the band and uh, this gives uh, Augie both invisibility and Ray of Sickness as additional spells. Um, I won't be able to use invisibility yet, but I'm calling Ray of Sickness, uh, what did I call it? Um, Torbus Stank. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, other, other choice uh, spells here. Um, Earth Tremor is drop heavy thing because Augie also uh, has performed or served as a roadie in his, in his years. And uh, fade into the crowd, which is disguise self, and play a ballad, which is sleep. So, uh, yep, that's Augie Morrison, your bard ass bard. Excellent, Kyle. What about you? Um, so I will be playing Moxie Jones, a level two fighter. Um, she was a a hockey player in high school, turned roller derby gal until she blew out her knee. Um, she. Crawls the local dive bars as well, uh, mostly looking to pick fights and and stir up trouble. Um, she's a roughneck. She's a 
grunge ass roughneck. Um, some of the fun reskins we have are um, I fucking meant it for her great weapon fighting. So um, <laughs> she gets to reroll ones and twos on damage and um, really, really drive that point home with her trusty hockey stick. Um, her second wind is say it again. I dare you because she's she's picking fights. That's all she's all she does. Um, and then I also took a feat instead of a stat bonus, which was could have gone pro, which um, is a reskinned of the weapon master feat. You know, she trolls around in her sleeveless denim jacket with a Husker do T-shirt underneath, you know, big, big shit kicker boots and is just looking for the next thing to punch. So she rules. She rules. Yeah. 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 I think that was the <laughs> the first sentence of, of what I wrote for Kyle's character might have been like Moxie Jones fucking rules. Who's asking? Yep. That's it. <laughs> I uh not to not to still match thunder, but I feel like you've written like the prequel to Karen. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Karen but in her in her her, in her, uh, youth. her youth or rough youth, yeah. Hell yeah. I didn't think of it that way, but I like it that way. I think I think like this was what Karen wanted to be when she was like 14, 15. Sure. But but Ro- Moxie is like I'm imagining 27 to 30 like 27 28 like in there somewhere so karen grew out of that phase moxie didn't (laughs) uh i really wanted this to like come across naturally in the campaign and i know i'm not going to work it in there so just so it's on record kyle your hockey stick isn't actually a hockey stick like a regular hockey stick it's a golden decorative hockey stick that she took off the wall in a bar fight at the local hockey bar Um, amazing that's not really important to anything except the durability of the hockey stick. Uh, but I just needed that to be known. Um, Todd, why don't you round out our party today? I'm currently searching for the name of the bought at Minnesota hockey bar. Um, um, the ice hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, that... I'm not kidding. <laughs> oh, perfect. Um, so I am playing Aaron Gainsborough. Um, and so some quick, some quick notes about Aaron. Um, Aaron graduated a uh, Boy Scout valedictorian, went on to be a pre-med student, had uh, some tragic familial things happen when his mother passed away. Um, he decided to come home back to his hometown of Baudette, Minnesota, which he does not care about. And instead of following traditional medicine, got into holistic uh, medicine instead. And so I looked, I'm, I'm guessing that Aaron works at the Lakewood Health Center in Baudette, Minnesota, <laughs> because it's either that or the Sanford Health Baudette Eye Center and Optical, but I guess it could be either or. Anyway, some of the good things, so he is, he is flavored as a cleric, as a life cleric. Unlike you two chuckleheads, clerics do get their branching paths at level two, so I wow. am a life cleric, which means all my healing is extra good. And instead of taking any, um, any stat increases, I took the... Magic Initiate feat, which lets me take some Druid spells. So I took Goodberry, um, which I have reflavored as I brought snacks. And so I'll have, uh, actually in reality, now realizing that he's a holistic medicine person. They're probably edibles, um, but they make you feel <laughs> real good. And uh, I also picked up uh, Shillelagh and Thorn Whip, which I have reflavored as covered it in peroxide, which makes my melee weapon do a little bit more damage. And whipping them with an extension cord, um, because Thorn Whip has a range of Nothing 30 says feet. holistic medicine like whipping someone with an extension cord. 
Excellent. All right, guys. Well, uh, without further ado, if you guys don't have any other questions, uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop the cover image of this campaign uh, in our chat. So there you go. I worked really hard on this. Please appreciate it. <laughs> Matt, what am I looking at? Uh, well, that would be the walleye statue in the walleye capital of the world, Baudette, Minnesota. And I made it a zombie. Oh, um, got it. And okay. if you look really close, the sign says dead on it. I did see that as well. Good. Okay. Yeah, we're we're real helpful. hard on that cover. That's helpful. All That's right. good. Cool. All right. Let's kick it off. Somewhere, what feels like miles away, an alarm rings. Augie, you roll over in bed and reach for your phone to shut it off. You'd love to go back to sleep, but the sun coming through the window has other ideas. You also knock a glass of water off the cardboard box you call a nightstand, and this hangover needs it to be refilled immediately. You check your phone. It's 5 p.m. You played a Halloween show at the Moose Lodge last night. It went well. Your band played a Misfits cover set. You also drank like Glenn Danzig in 1983. What do you do? Um, I, one, I appreciate that reference. And two, <laughs> uh, two, I, uh, I roll, I'm pretty sure I just roll back over. You roll back over. Well, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunately that pounding headache is really going to make it difficult for you to go back to sleep. You are insanely hungover. I like to think there's like that moment when you wake up, it's like similarly like when you wake up and you have to pee or you have like a massive headache where you're like, you think you can like will it away for five seconds and then you're like, okay. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to slowly get up and, uh, I'll probably, I'm going to do my normal routine, which is dunk my head into the sink in my, uh, in my bathroom, my single bathroom and try to just like slurp some water and just kind of splash water on my face. Right on. Now, uh, are you, is your sink like full all the time or are you like splashing <laughs> no. water from the faucet? <laughs> from the faucet. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, you turn the faucet on and it runs for a second or two. And after a couple of splashes on your face, the water to your faucet shuts off. Ah, fuck. <laughs> um, I guess I'm going to, uh, t- have I paid my water bill? <laughs> Do I need to check water bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can check your water bill. You check your water bill. It is not due for two weeks, and it does not say you're behind. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Do Do I have? So my like, am I, should I assume that I'm in like a studio apartment, or am I in like a house? Do you? Yeah. Does he rent or or own? Yeah. What's the housing values in Baudet these days? <laughs> I'm on it. Don't worry. <laughs> Get on Zillow. Um. I don't have a picture of your house, but I do know about where you live. Uh, and you're pretty far outside of like downtown Baudette. So I like to assume that you rent a garage that someone else converted into an apartment. And there are hard quotes around the word converted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Baudette, Baudette housing prices are not great. You're, you are definitely renting. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Um, I mean, it's on right. the lake. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, here's what I do. Um, I'm going to take the uh, half drinking bottle of water that's sitting on my nightstand and I'm going to walk outside and I'm just going to dunk it uh, on my head, pour it on my head. Excellent. Uh, you do that. You are now outside uh, looking at your 1993 Chevy Lumina that's still going strong. Uh, now you are in an empty house. You have nothing else to do. 
and you're out of groceries. So you figure you should probably head to town and grocery shop for the month. So you live on 8th Street and it's a two minute straight shot up Highway 1 to get into town. And I have a map for you guys that is now available in our Discord chat. And listeners, it'll be Lovely. on the uh, Imgur link. Andrew, you are the A. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, all right. So here's um, I'm going to go back into my house. I'm going to put on the jeans that were slung over a chair, the ripped jeans that were the awesome ripped jeans that were slung over a chair. Um, I'm going to give myself a quick sniff and uh, and do a little silent thumbs up. And then I'm going to pop in my car. And I'm going to eat the filet of fish that was sitting um, half <laughs> half empty or half used on the passenger seat. Excellent. I approve that. Uh, just for <laughs> for the flavor, what band shirt are you wearing today? Um, ooh, uh, let's see. Um, probably Avenged Sevenfold. Ah, that's a good one. I like Avenged Sevenfold. All right. So you're heading towards the stop sign at 3rd and Main. And I actually have a picture of this specific intersection as well. This is the fun of playing in a real life town of Baudette, Minnesota. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> yeah. You're the arrow. You're going the arrow direction. Great. Are you, are you? Oh, you're at the intersection of Red Arrow and Mom's Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's how they get to Canada. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's not a joke. <laughs> so you're heading towards the stop sign at 3rd and Main. It's Baudette, Minnesota. Barely a thousand people live here and you roll this stop every single day. Yeah. You check your left. You start to turn right when suddenly a man stumbles out in front of your car. Now, Andrew, I need a dex check for you to avoid this man because there is not a car driving skill in D&D. So you can do dex or animal handling if you want, <laughs> but whatever you want to roll to avoid this guy. I'll At disadvantage because he's hung over. <laughs> <laughs> Do, well, my straight dex check is is either way. It's a seven. So it's a seven. All right. Well, that's not going to make it. And you're going to hit this guy. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you hit this man crossing the road at third and main. Augie, wh what do you do? Um, I immediately walk outside and I throw up. Right. Like <laughs> leap outside my car and I throw up and I say, uh, oh, sorry there. I didn't mean didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. I'm so excited. Are you where are you at in relation to your car? Let's say you're turning right yeah. and you hit this man as he was crossing the street. So he's kind of like off to the passenger side of your car. Yeah, I think my car is probably like kind of uh, kind of jammed in between the like the intersection. So I'm just like right there in the middle of the intersection. Um, the the driver's seat, it's the car is still on the driver's side door is wide wide open um you can see like probably like some smoke coming from the front of the car so you call over to that man and you don't hear anything oh fuck um and so at this point i'm looking around to see if there's anybody else around and i'm definitely thinking do i do i just go <laughs> um I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to run into my car and I'm going to call 911. Uh, you pick up your phone and for some reason, the call won't connect. It just rings and rings and rings. D did I pay my cell phone bill? <laughs> <laughs> you have you don't have your cell phone bill on you, but I can confirm you paid your cell phone bill. Uh, I probably <laughs> curse again 
and I'll go back to the man and try to like, uh, like try to like slap him, smack him. I'm not a, a medic, a doctor, you know, <laughs> but I'm like, what, what can I see? Let me, let me do an investigation. What do I see? Look, man. Yes. So you walk around the car and you look man. <laughs> <laughs> and as you look man, he starts to like push himself up off the ground with a pretty guttural gurgle. Now this man's arm is very much broken. Both of his legs are clearly broken. And as he's starting to push himself up, you can see at least three ribs sticking out of his side. God, how um, fast were you fuck. rolling that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Please. shit. Um, Oggy, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to like try to reason with him and be like, oh friend, uh maybe slow down there. Uh <laughs> you took quite a tumble. <laughs> so uh as you try to don't you know this guy, <laughs> he grabs your jeans and he pulls you down to the ground. Not oh, your shit. jeans, you. Your you wore a belt today. Yeah. So this man is trying to like crawl on top of you and he is snarling and snapping his teeth at you, not saying a word. What do you do? Oh, I didn't know I had a fan here. eh? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to try to escape. Uh, Is that do you want a uh, strength contest? Yeah, I'll take a strength check. Okay. (laughs) It's a four. (laughs) Uh, You do not get away. Um, Ka- are you sure you're not Karen's origin story? I was going to say, that, was, right that was a Kyle-ass roll right there. <laughs> so you try to scuttle yourself backwards, but this guy's got a tight grip on your jeans. Suddenly, a large black truck skids to a halt beside you. You feel the weight of the snarling man lift from your legs. Help me get him in the truck, you hear as someone grabs you under the shoulders and picks you up off your back. Hurry, we need to keep moving. You look up and see the letters N-E-T-T-N-A emblazoned on the truck in white block letters with the outline of a red maple leaf behind them. A gunshot cuts through the chaos behind you as you step into the vehicle. Ah, uh, what, what, what the fuck, friend? <laughs> Inside the truck, you see a guy about your age opening a first aid kit and starting to check your legs. You look behind you to thank the person who pulled you into the truck, and you're a little surprised by just how much bigger she is than you. A man in military-looking tactical gear jumps in behind the wheel, and as the tires squeal like a record, he says, So, I bet you're wondering how we got here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, damn it. Good. All right, everyone. Is that our cold open? (laughs) That was the cold open. (laughs) Strap in. Here comes some exposition. My name is Lieutenant General Kirk Johnstone. I'm the commanding officer of Netna, Ontario. 36 hours ago, a chemical incident was reported at St. Anthony Falls in Minneapolis. And he throws a postcard from St. Anthony Falls into the backseat. That postcard is now in the Discord. This incident sparked an infection that spread rapidly through the water and through contact. 24 hours ago, the government activated the National Evacuation to the North Agency to save as many American lives as possible. 10 hours ago, my team and I left the Netna O base at Thunder Bay, and the border to Western Ontario was closed behind us. We were instructed to take as many uninfected citizens as we could find to the nearest portage into Canada, straight up Route 11 to Manitoba. As the CO, I am responsible for sweeping this operation. Everything behind us is considered lost to the horde. 
That gentleman is Aaron. He was assigned as the Netna medical contact in Baudet and has been outfitted as such. Aaron, you had no idea that you were assigned as the medical contact in Netna. <laughs> Our other companion is Moxie. She was transferred to us from the drunk tank at Baudet PD. Hell yeah. Cops said she tore the bronze stick right off the wall and beat a man with it. I figured that made her worthwhile company. Now we only have a three hour lead on the horde. It's only 44 miles to the evac point, but there's no point in lollygagging. If you have any other questions, you can ask them on the road. And the four of you, the four including General Kirk Johnstone, take off up Route 11 out of Baudette, Minnesota, heading to Canada. So you have the next 44 miles worth of game time to ask Lieutenant General Johnstone whatever questions you have before we get to Manitoba. And real quick, before we hit that, can you guys tell me like where you're sitting in the truck? Johnstone is driving. There's a shotgun seat. And then in the back, it's kind of like an open box truck. And there are two bench seats that run the sides. I got a feeling Moxie is shotgun. Oh, I was going to say Moxie is like in the in the very back, uh, okay. on, as far back as the bench will allow. Cool. Then uh, then Aaron will take shotgun. Um, is the is the back open or closed? Uh, it's closed. It's got a like um, a door, but there's a big glass window on the door, so you okay. can see what's behind you. But it is closed. Okay. Yeah, she's in the back. Um, Augie is actually question. Do Augie and Roxy know each other? You would certainly recognize each other from the three bars in Baudette. <laughs> <laughs> the Moose Lodge? Well, the, the population of Baudette is 1,030, so the odds are good. The probably. way I was going to play it, Andrew, is she definitely like has seen your band, but would be too drunk to remember names. Cool. Ever. Augie, I still need to know where in the car you're sitting. We've got Moxie in the very back as far against the door as she can be, and Aaron is sitting shotgun. Yeah, I'm like, if we're in a van, I'm in like the first row of seats behind the driver. And I'm just like, what's going on? What, where, where are we? I've lost my accent. What's happening? <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. All right. So, like I said, you've got about 44 miles worth of game time to ask whatever questions of General Kirk Johnstone you have. The floor is yours. Um, Moxie immediately pulls out a cigarette and asks, can I smoke in here? And um, doesn't really wait for an answer before lighting up and taking a, taking a drag. Uh, Augie asks for, a, <laughs> can he, can he bum a cig? Um, yeah, she, she holds, holds the box out. I'm going to, gonna, I'm going to look at her and I'm going to say, do, do I know, do we know each other? Uh, maybe, maybe, eh? Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> maybe <laughs> um you you hang out the hang out at the oh where where'd my list of bars go it's the fucking moose lodge <laughs> it's, like, it's not it's not it let me be clear this is not a bar called the moose lodge this is like the v this is like the, the bears club or the, the moose fraternal club. order yeah. of the moose club yeah 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 you, you hang out at the moose lodge yeah it's it's the the bar <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We we probably know each other then. <laughs> cool, cool. Hey, um, did I kill a guy? What happened? What was that? <laughs> Officially, no, you didn't kill anybody. Uh, they're not technically Red. zombies, but that's mostly propaganda. They move. Uh, wait. 
<laughs> Sorry. Did you, you said zombie? You said zombies? Did you say zombies? You said zombies. Again, officially not zombies. They move, bite, reanimate, and attack like zombies. The only thing that stops them is to destroy the brain. They're not technically zombies. Uh, Moxie takes a big hit, Hmm. but they're zombies. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, John Stone shrugs his shoulders. Cool. So does anybody have a Gatorade? (laughs) Moxie Moxie rifles through her bag and pulls out a half-empty handle of Jack and offers it to him. That'll do. <laughs> uh, if this if this is a truck with like the open back area, isn't that what we're saying it is? Yes. Then then Aaron's gonna like pound on the window and say, "Oi, there! I uh, I got this electrolyte drink. If you'd like it." <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Um, I the back and front cab are connected. There's no there's no wall between the the back and front, but. Your your transaction okay. still stands. Yeah, Aaron Aaron is not really all that coordinated. Um, so it's <laughs> definitely he is not going to pass it successfully. It will roll around in the back. Good luck in getting it. Okay. Um, I will take the rest of my forty four minutes to try to crawl around and get this electrical. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so so to get the context, Aaron has been recruited as like a field medic yes. into Got this it. into this effort. Got it. Um, Oh, uh, a, a can I a, can I ask a question? <laughs> were were we all were we all recruited in a similar way to to um, Augie? Where like we encountered a zombie, they saw we weren't zombies yet, and threw us in the truck. Yeah, some combination between like that and like Kyle Moxie was in the drunk tank from last night's bar fight, so. Netna came to the police station and was like, do you have anybody? And they were like, that one. And you got in the truck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I assumed they picked me up uh, from my shift at the Lakewood Health Center. Exactly at the Lakewood Health Center, yes. As I was, I was, I was definitely pocketing expired medicines because I can put them to better use elsewhere. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, oh, oh, hey there, uh, General General Kirk. Uh you what do you what do you know about what we're what we're up against up against here? You're further down the road. There's not really a. We're just going to Canada. We got 44. Well, now it's about 40 miles to Canada. That's the Ooh. plan. Oh yeah. Roxy asks, is, is this is this more a, a regional thing or or a nation a national thing? Well, because of Saint Anthony's Falls location on the Mississippi River. The infection has spread at a rate that is, quite honestly, hard to believe. Any area south of Minneapolis and within 250 miles of the Mississippi is already considered a hot zone by the National Guard, and it's not showing any signs of slowing down. Um, Moxie just takes a long, finishes her cigarette with a long drag and puts it out. Question for the DM. Um, Do I have my passport? Because I probably didn't expect to drive across the border today. (laughs) Uh, you do not have your passport on you currently. Um, Augie's going to pat his pockets <laughs> and say, Ooh, I, uh, Ooh, this is awkward. I, uh, I didn't grab my passport. Um, do you think we could, uh, just, you know, uh, swing back around the old, the old flat 
which is what I assume Minnesotans call their apartments. Moxie kind of r- like rubs the bridge of like rubs her forehead and's like, "Don't they just let you in with an ID? I thought they like just let you into Canada with an ID." Oh yeah. Well, hey, well, you gotta have you gotta have the the ID that has has your passport built into it. That's a new thing here. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I went I went to the 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 DMV off of. I'm not going to look up where the DMV is. John Stone cuts all three of you off and says, <laughs> we're not going back, and I wouldn't worry about borders right now. And we can't go back because Baudet is behind us and now considered part of the Horde. Huh. Well. <laughs> okay, that then. Just a dead, so... a dead moose in the water. <laughs> so... Um, so, yeah, I, I got nothing. Uh, okay, so fuck so, you, Matt. So, Aaron, Aaron says to to General Kirk, "Okay, uh, so General Kirk, I think what I was trying to say earlier: Do we have reports about any any issues that we may face up ahead that we should be prepared for? I don't know what what the what the boots on the ground look like up ahead." Moxie says, "Have you haven't you seen a zombie movie? It's." <laughs> Oh, I've seen a zombie movie. I've yeah. seen two. Okay. That's, I imagine, pretty close to what we're up against. Uh, General Johnstone says, listen, we've all seen zombie movies. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't have many reports about what's ahead. I'm the sweep of this operation. My goal was only to focus on pushing forward. The only report we have is of the horde behind us. The radar at Thunder Bay spotted the formation about 13 hours ago, and we sent a helicopter to confirm. A massive number of infected have been funneled together up Highway 72 by the Red Lakes and Pine Island Forest. It's been over half a day of constant movement, and they appear not to fatigue, but are clearly drawn by light and sound. Uh, yes, uh, sir. I uh, I have a question, sir. Sure. Go Captain. ahead, you. Uh, it's Augie. Uh <clears throat> So you you said zombie, you said zombie, zombie. Um, is this like uh, Walking Dead rules or uh, 28, 28 Days Later rules? How's this, what do we think? What are we talking here? Uh, before I give you the answer to that question, can I get a passive perception from everyone? Certainly. Do you want do you want perception or do you want because your passive oh. perception is just ten plus your perception? Yes, I would like a passive perception. Oh, oh yeah. So mine is eleven. So mine is twelve. Augie, uh, eleven. 11. So, Aaron, you are the only one who notices, but you pass the sign for Grayston, Minnesota. It's on your right. Do I have fond memories of Grayston, Minnesota? You have never been to Grayston, Minnesota. It is a town in name only. Ten people live there. Hmm. Yeah. I, I say I say it out loud, like, well, I never been to Grayston, Minnesota. Maybe I'll never get to go there. All you know is that <laughs> if you were driving up route 11 for any number of time grayston is around the halfway point between baudet and the next town quote unquote mm-hmm. it's the next gas station in williams okay gotcha i then i then I, what i share is well if we passed if we passed the grayston exit that means we're about halfway to the next major marker some a gas station there you go Oh yes, I uh, I remember uh, Williams, Williams, Minnesota. I played it. I played there once at the. Wait for it. <laughs> at, Dick's, <laughs> at Dick's Head Shop. 
This Google Maps bullshit we're doing is maybe my favorite bit. Yeah, this is really good. Um, So Roxy, she takes a swig of of the Jack and asks, um, so so what are we doing in Canada? Well, the goal is to get to Canada. And right as he says the word Canada, (laughs) suddenly you hear a loud crack and the truck swerves violently to the right. Now, the truck was moving at a pretty good speed on this abandoned highway, and losing control at this speed makes a crash pretty much inevitable. So I'm going to need an athletics or acrobatics check, whichever one you choose, from each of you, and tell me what you do during this truck's crash. Uh, 21 acrobatics. Uh, 22 for Augie. (laughs) Oh my god, these are both terrible. Oh, okay. A 17 athletics. And I think, I think I, I'm just going to brace myself in the truck is what I'm doing. Great. Um, all of you beat my check so you can all do whatever you, Kyle, goddamn with a 22 <laughs> Moxie can just sit there if she wants, um, but I'll, I'll take whatever flavor you want to give for this truck crash. She, she grabs the, I'm, ima- I'm assuming like the, the roll cage is exposed in this military truck. So she, as soon as she hears that crack, like stands up and grabs it and just kind of rolls with the truck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Augie's been on enough uh, tour buses that have broken down on the middle of the highway. So he's pretty much, this is like actual reflex for him. So much so that the cigarette that he's smoking is still in his <laughs> mouth, still lit. Oh, um, yeah. It doesn't spill a drop of the Jack Daniels, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, the truck finally comes to a stop on the left side of the road. Uh, and I am dropping a picture in the Google chat, or excuse me, in the Discord chat right now uh, of where the crash site is. It's the red X. This is what you see around you on Route 11. Well, since I braced myself in the truck, I would like to, uh, I'd like to turn and see what the status of General Kirk Johnstone is. Uh, Johnstone is dead. There is a bullet hole in his forehead and blood leaking from his nose and mouth. Oh, my. He slumped over the steering wheel, but you can see a red light blinking underneath him. Um, Upon seeing that, Moxie is going to take her her derby gear out of her bag. So she's going to start putting on her helmet and her, um, her elbow and knee pads and then lights up another cigarette. Excellent. I'm hoping to go through more cigarettes than can feasibly be in one carton of cigarettes during this entire uh, one shot. So help me. I will, as DM, I will gift you a cigarette box of holding that has (laughs) as many cigarettes in a pocket dimension as you need for this campaign. (laughs) It's very Metal Gear Solid of you. (laughs) I'd like to yell out the window or at least to the back and say, say, oh, uh, jo- John Stone up here. He's 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 deader than than one cat fighting four cats. Uh, we better we better <laughs> figure out what's going on and get on out of here. And so um, I'm gonna try and see. I'm gonna search his person to see if there's anything of value on him. Assuming that I might be a big fan of holistic health, but I'm assuming I can't put brains back in from a bullet hole. So I'm gonna call that one and I'm gonna take the L. Um, but I am gonna search his person to see if I can find anything before getting out of the vehicle. Sure, why don't you give me an investigation check? I would love to give you an investigation check. So the cops let me keep this hockey stick I stole when I got out of the drunk tank? 
Yeah, I mean, would you want to try and take that stick away from a drunk Moxie Jones? I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm I'm not I don't have a gun. So <laughs> it was easier to just put her in the tank with it. Okay. Um, I got a 16 on that investigation. Awesome. Uh, with that 16 on investigation, you find a couple of things. Uh, you find the key, like the spare key to the truck on a key ring with three other keys. You also find uh, like pack of gauze, just like a very small personal first aid uh, medical kit. Um, you find a handgun, like a pistol. It has two bullets left. And there are no other bullets on his person. And the last thing that you note is on his tactical vest, there is a black box with a blinking red light on it. I'm going to grab the the key ring, the gauze, the handgun, the bullets, and I'm going to try and grab the blinking black box. Awesome. So when you grab that black box, it doesn't come off his vest but the red light goes from blinking to solid, and you hear this. This is a pre-recorded message. My name is General Prairie of Netna. If you are hearing this, Kirk Johnstone must be dead. If Johnstone is dead, passage through Route 11 must be compromised. There is a secondary evac point. You must find Jim. They will get you out. Does that say we must find Jim? You must find Jim. I have the transcript of that if you need it, but it says, you must find Jim. They will get you out. That is a frustratingly low amount of information from what I assume is a military operation. Um, (laughs) Cause Moxie, Moxie knows three or four gyms. (laughs) If there's one way to sum up D and D it's a frustratingly low (laughs) amount of information. All right. So that message just keeps repeating on loop. Augie, Moxie, after you've heard this message, a friendly reminder, you are are still all inside of a crashed truck. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what would you like to do? Get out. I'm going to get out. Moxie is also going to get out and light another cigarette. And she's going to say to Aaron, don't think we didn't see you take that gun. Aaron, I've I've never, well, I've I've shot a gun at my old, my old (laughs) grandfather's uh, 22. Um, but I, I ain't never shot a military grade pistol before. Um, <laughs> Mo- just Moxie like, looks him he- looks him head to toe, and yeah, we can tell. He, he like <laughs> holds it out on like the flattened palms of his hands. I'm like, I don't. Uh, yeah, I, I hold on to it. Um, maybe you know, I don't. I don't know. Look, you'll need it more than I will, but uh, you might want to. You might want to get f- more comfortable with that thing. <laughs> Um, real quick, since I have that spare truck key with three more keys in the keyring, are there any, is like the glove box locked? Are there any like foot lockers on the truck? Anything like that before presumably we leave this truck? Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to just give me an investigation check of the like dash area? I rolled a 20. Damn. Boom. All right. With a 20, you can tell that there is no... Uh, there is no glove box. There's no glove box in this truck. What about the center console? (laughs) So (laughs) in uh, in between the driver and the passenger seat is a gray screen that is kind of like flickering as a GPS. Um, And I will say that with a 20, 
a solid bang on that GPS will get the screen to come back to life and give you the GPS readout of where you are. Uh, and I will put we'll that in our chat right now. All right. Um, I, I pointed out to everyone else um, and also say, hey, or, uh, in case in case it didn't make it clear, um, this this man got got shot in the face. Um, so <laughs> perhaps we need to move and keep a low profile. Yeah, and uh, look for look for Jim. Apparently, Jim. Yep. Uh, she yep. finishes Jim? a third cigarette, and well, I know about I know about four or five Jims, but uh, they're all they're all low life, so uh, they can't be who we're trying to meet up with. Uh, so I don't know, Jim. <laughs> Question to the DM: Do we know Jim? Do we know who this is? Uh, you you would know that you've heard the name Jim, and that's all. That's all. Um, I assume that all of you have met at least one Jim in your life, uh, but you do not know who Jim is. Um, Moxie's going to look look around the truck for anything that says Jim on it. Uh, there is nothing. I'll save <laughs> okay. you the investigation check. Okay. There's no more information about Jim in or on the truck. Okay. <laughs> Um, let me just do, uh, can I just kind of look around, like do there's, I assume there's really like nothing. It's just kind of like open field. Yeah. I mean, it's very much this picture that I sent is very much where you are. If you want to give me an investigation check of the area, I can tell you if you see anything. I'll do that. Uh, I'll take a, an 11 on that. Yeah. An 11 will tell you that there does not seem to be anything else out here. You hear, what may be kind of like a, a buzz of a bunch of bugs. Um, it feels a little bit late in the season being it's November 1st. Um, so it feels a little late in the season for bugs, but it's really all you hear or see. I, I don't think I would have the mental capacity to know that. So I, I think I'm going to look to the other two and, and say, uh, well, uh, I guess it's time to walk. Uh, Moxie says, uh, yeah, um, I'm heading back to to Greaston. I'm not going any further that way because people are getting shot. Um, so I'm going to go find somewhere to hole up in Greaston and ride this thing out. And she starts walking back toward back um, south southeast. I guess. How is. far back was Greaston? Greaston is going to be about a half an hour walk back where you came from. The next town of Williams. Uh, is going to be about two hours in the other direction towards Canada. Um, I feel like it makes more sense to walk. I think Aggie's going to walk toward Williams because that's like an actual, he knows that's an actual town. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess Aggie's walking in the opposite direction. I, <laughs> He's I think, like, well, uh, <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> See you yeah. later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aaron's going to say to Moxie, well, hey, hey, I, I, yeah, I don't often bring this up, but I am, in fact, a, an, an Eagle Scout, and I will tell you if something's chasing you, uh, they teach you pretty early on that you don't walk towards the thing chasing you. Now, I don't need to remind you there's quite the horde of, of zombies, and we go back that way, we're going to be running kitty corner of them zombies, so we should <laughs> probably go go head up air north. Um, kip, kip, head up north and just stick to the tree lines. <sighs> Moxie uh, gets another, takes out another cigarette, lights it, and fine. He uh, and trudges you, behind him. 
You got one. You got one more in there for me. She holds another one out. <laughs> How many times can we start whatever our characters say with "Hey there, hey, <laughs> it's hey there, it's all almost Coach Z from Homestar, but it's not quite Coach Z from Homestar." Oh, oh that's very good. Yeah, I think we want to. I think we want to. We want to do like a forced march um, yeah. along the tree we, line. We we move forward. We take the only road for north. Um, Matt Todd. Uh, Aaron wants to pick up some blades of grass and study them, and then drop them at eye level. He wants to know what time it is. Is that a way you can tell what time it is? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, I didn't want to just say Aaron wants to know what time it is. Yeah. Uh, Augie's alarm went off at 5 p.m. Um, you are probably wake up alarm. Gotcha. Yeah, like 15, yeah. 20 minutes into this drive. And we'll say that Augie's morning took about half an hour. So it's around okay. six. Give take. Okay. All right. Everybody cool with moving on to Williams. I'll save you the, the two hour walk. You encounter nothing. Yeah. As willing as she is going to be. Well, knowing that uh, Aaron's going to say, we better get, go get a move on. Um, if I know anything about Minnesota in November, that sun's going to set right around 621 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so the three of you follow Route 11 into the small town of Williams, Minnesota, a town barely the tenth of the size of Baudette. If you were curious if I had a picture of Williams, Minnesota, the answer would be yes. And it's in the <laughs> discord chat now. Perfect. Oh my God. So this is what you see as you walk into Williams. This is nothing. The whole area seems to be completely desolate. As the trees and wilderness begin to break, you can make out three buildings in your immediate vicinity. To your right is a gas station. To your left is a building labeled as a trading post. And a little further down the road, you see what appears to be a residential house. Uh, let's... Um... I'm going to look at the gas station. I'm going to start heading toward there. Uh, maybe uh, maybe there's some food in here. Also, Augie's like super hungry. So he's like, <laughs> I'm going to uh, I'm getting getting a hankering for some uh, some food that local Minnesotan cuisine inserted <laughs> here. Um, <laughs> do y'all want something? Moxie Moxie shrugs and goes with him. She she notices her uh, her cigarette cases is, is empty. And um, (laughs) yeah, I could could use another pack of smokes. Um, Aaron will follow suit and he is like stowed the gun away because he doesn't want to care. I think he's actually stowed it without any of the bullets in it just because he doesn't want anything to do with that. Um, But he does have his his trusty Eagle Scout hatchet ready. Is is Aaron the kind of guy that would have a gun go off in his sweatpants? (laughs) Aaron is the kind of guy. He probably wore his sweatpants to the Lakewood Health Center that morning. (laughs) Okay, we, we head toward the gas station. All right, so as you approach the gas station, you don't notice anything in the abandoned cars at the pumps, and the door to the gas station is locked up tight. There is a large glass front window to the gas station, and it's attached to like a, a garage, like a mechanics garage that has a rolling garage door. Moxie's going to try the, fr- the glass door, and it's locked, right? The door is locked, and then there's like a big glass picture window. Okay. Um, is the rolling garage door locked? Uh, do you want to give me an investigation check? Um, what's my investigation? 13. Uh, the garage door is locked. 
You notice that there is some like chalk or paint on the door. You can't make it out. Um, she's going to go back to the glass and look inside. Is there any sign of anyone inside? Uh, lights are off and you can see the whole convenience store section. There's kind of a hallway in the back that has a sign that says restrooms above it. And you can tell where the door into what must be the mechanics area is. You can't see that either into that. But in the convenience store, you don't see anybody. She's going to knock and yell, hey, anyone in there? Uh, You don't hear any response, but you do hear some movement in the mechanics garage. Ah. Uh. Hello there. Uh, hello. Um, are you a zombie? Same response. Well, he didn't say no. I'm I'm getting the the feel, and you two actually haven't seen a zombie movie before. Um, little <laughs> little little telling on yourself here. Um, why don't we try to before he finishes that <laughs> thought? Moxie's gonna smash the glass with her uh, hockey stick. <laughs> Great. Uh, I go. I go. Oh. I also go. Oh. um opes acknowledged and i'll give you the picture this window sits at about chest height for all three of you uh it's about eight feet wide and then like about four feet tall so it's a pretty large window um but it isn't you know you're not just walking straight into the store you would have to climb into the window sure when you smash the window suddenly you hear a lot of banging on the inside door to the mechanics garage. So not the rolling door, but the door from the convenience store to the mechanics garage. Lots of banging and you think you might hear some growling. Hmm, we should uh we should be quick and <laughs> not go in there. Never mind then <laughs> and uh is going to turn around and just walk very deliberately toward the trading post. <laughs> Can I, I want to do an investigation check inside the convenience store because Augie's really jonesing for his favorite brand of Doritos. Uh, sure. <laughs> or Canadian Doritos. Yeah. Um, the, they're all dressed. All dressed is the word you're looking for. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can do that investigation check of the inside of the convenience store. Tell me this. Are you doing this from outside of the window or have you climbed into the window? I'm peering. Can I peer my head and torso in? Yes. You um, I'm can. looking for two things. I'm looking for snacks and I'm looking for uh, something to arm myself with because all I have apparently is my cell phone and a event sevenfold t-shirt, which neither <laughs> which can be used as a weapon. Well, not with that attitude. <laughs> Don't you have a screwdriver or something? I, you have a melee okay. weapon. I do. Well, you have it on here. I wasn't sure if we were doing like I had to get the screwdriver from the convenience Oh, uh, no. Okay. Um, the, the flavor in my brain is that like You've been a musician so long that you just kind of always have a multi-tool of some sort in your okay. pocket. Today, cool. it's a screwdriver. Cool. Um, I uh, I pull out this screwdriver <laughs> like it's a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of like, hello, <laughs> anybody there? And I'm going to I'm going to close. I'm going to slowly step in. So you peer in through the window. Um, and as you peer in through the window, you can see that directly below you is the like coffee bar situation that every gas station has uh, in front of you is the motor oil and such. Um, there is a 
line of fridges around the outside. The lights in the fridges are still on and you see that the convenience store appears to be uh, fully stocked. Now, did you say that you wanted to step into there? Slowly, yes. Yeah, so as you slowly step in, you get about one foot onto the coffee bar before that door from the mechanics garage is going to blow open <laughs> and five zombies are going to come out of the mechanics garage. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Moxie hears this and tur- it turns around. Augie, eh, eh, uh, what, what are you? Augie oh, and starts starts running back um, to pull, try and pull Augie out of the window that he's now half through. The only thing Aaron Aaron is saying, because Aaron watched all this happen, I think he's going, oh, this is different. Okay. <laughs> Aaron's, Aaron's a little too baked to react. <laughs> and the, He's readying for whatever comes next. So those five zombies are going to start to come towards you pretty quickly, Augie. Um, they do have like a cash wrap and such to get around. They're sort of stumbling over each other, but they're coming your direction. So... This is your opportunity to decide if you're going to commit to going in there <laughs> or to your derailing out. Augie's an idiot, but not that stupid. He's, 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 oh shit. And he's just jumping out. All right. Um, so you bail out. The zombies get pretty caught up in the convenience store. I'm assuming that when you bailed out, you all backed pretty far away. Yeah. What they heard was the noise of the glass breaking and the noise of the, um, like your foot hitting the coffee table. So they're looking for the source of the noise and they're pretty distracted by the lights inside of the fridges. They're not really paying a lot of attention to you now that you've backed away from the garage. Um, I I have the light cantrip, which we've reflavored as flashlight, but I'd like to argue, let's call it glow stick. So I'm going to crack a glow stick and throw it <laughs> into like the back corner. So like there's something that's well lit that just, through like went in to the general store and I'm going to say, well, Hey, that should, that should buy us a quick, a quick second. Uh, whatever your stupid name is. Augie, if you, you were hungry for a hot dish or something, I, I got snacks here. We, you we, got we snacks? Could do, we could do better. <laughs> Why didn't you say so before? <laughs> yeah. So I give, I give, uh, Augie and Moxie both three good berries mechanically your character probably wouldn't want to eat them right now. But each one of those, uh, for an action, you can eat one and it heals you four Augie points. eats all three. Okay. <laughs> well, it also, it's in the stupid flavor of the text that it also provides enough nourishment to sustain a creature for one day. So one of them, if you were to eat just one of them, sustains you for the full day. Augie eats all three and then feels sick. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, you feel great. Uh, I like to think that the snacks that you brought are cliff bars. Uh, <laughs> you as a holistic health guy, you only carry yeah. cliff bars. In, in my good. thought, they were actually wild berries that I picked, but then I soaked them in like alkaline water. <laughs> That's Activated better. alkaline like water. medicine things. Yeah, excellent. Good. All right, well, you've backed away from the garage. You're in the middle of the street. Um, so the trading post is still to your left. The residential house is kind of off in the distance to your right. Um, Moxie is going to say, okay, let's, let's check the trading post now. Um, maybe let's not smash any windows implying that it was one of the other two that smashed the window and not her, but, um, Ooh, sorry about that. Eh? Well, if, yeah, if, the yeah, trading okay. post, if the trading post doesn't present anything good, 
Uh, maybe the maybe the house caddy corner of it has uh, has a car we could take. Maybe well, another car. Well, one thing at a time. One thing at a time, and she heads uh, across yes, the I street forgot. to the trading you, post. You're you're the one making level-headed decisions here now. <laughs> <laughs> she she does she says nothing. She's walking away. <laughs> As you approach the front door of the trading post, you notice that it's ajar, and there is an ungodly smell coming from the building that hits your nose as your feet hit the stairs to the front door. She does a 180 and nope, 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 nope. <laughs> the door, door's broken, can't use that one. Let's let's uh, go check out that house then. <laughs> we'll, we'll, save, we'll save that one for last. All right, so as you walk up the driveway to the house, you hear what sounds like a voice coming from inside the home. Uh, there's also a large white X painted on the front door. Uh... I'll knock. <laughs> Great. Uh, you knock on the door and a woman opens the door and she says, oh, hello there. Many visitors to our small town today. Oh, what hello. brings you to Williams? Oh, we just, uh, we're just passing through. <laughs> uh, Aaron is beside himself at this moment that has happened. <laughs> she says, well, welcome. Welcome to our small town. Would you like to come in? Augie walks and starts walking inside. Uh, Aaron like kind of nudges Moxie and gives it gives her a look like he's he's gonna die if we don't go. He's going to die. <laughs> Moxie Moxie follows. So as you walk into the house, it's a pretty standard house. It's not very big. I don't have the picture of the inside of the house, so there's not a lot of specifics about its layout. But when you walk in. There is what you assume to be kind of like a bedroom or some sort right off the foyer. The door to that room is closed. uh, And now you are in the hallway inside of the house standing with that woman. You hear a noise coming from behind the door that is closed right to your right. Um, Hey, hey, ma'am, what's what's that out there on the Davenport? (laughs) Oh, don't you worry about that. It's just my son. Living out here, he doesn't get to meet many new people, and he gets so excited when he hears a new voice. Now, um, no, 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 ma'am, I'm gonna ask you, and you gotta, you gotta tell me. It's like here in Minnesota, the state law says if I ask you if you're a cop and you're a cop, you gotta tell me. It's like this: your your son a, a Z word? Is he one of them zombos? You gotta tell me. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know if I know what you're talking about, dear friend. He's I my would... son. Same son I've always had. I would like to I would like to give that an insight check to see if she is lying to us about Same. the status of her son. Uh yeah, give me that roll. Okay, well that's that's a 7. Uh, she ain't lying. <laughs> uh how about a 10? Um yeah, I mean, you can tell that this woman has she is it's her son. She loves her son. <laughs> um I'm going to I'm going to yell, "Oh, hey, sorry to Bother you? Uh, are you uh, are you a zombie? <laughs> like head, like toward the door. Moxie's kind of like essentially casing the place. She's wa- just walking around. She like walked past the room, fully aware that there's a zombie in that bedroom, and is like <laughs> checking for any anything not nailed down that would be useful for for zombie fighting or signs of a zombie. So, uh, Augie, when you yell towards that door, what you hear is less of a pounding like you heard at the gas station and more of like somebody scratching at the door. And you hear somebody very faintly croak out, please help help me. 
help me, please. Oh, uh. And okay, so Augie's face is going to turn like pale white <laughs> and look toward the others and like, um, he's saying, please help me. Um, uh, ma'am, miss, um, would you, would you mind telling us what's going on here? Oh, it's just my son. It's my son in my son's room. Like I said, he just gets so excited about new people. Um, Moxie's going to kind of hockey check her into the wall and be like, ma'am, we need you to tell us what's going on right the fuck now. Ma'am, I'm going to need you to get the fuck out of my home. I don't know why you're so aggressive. Uh, I said it's just my son in my son's room. You came into my home. I let you here. I'm going to open the door. All right. So you open the door and inside the room, you find a man laying on the floor pleading for help. He's dressed in similar Netna tactical gear to Johnstone. His feet and hands have all been removed. You can oh. see most of one foot in the far corner of the room and another hand on the bed. Ooh, uh, well, we got ourselves a ding-dang problem, ma'am. <laughs> ma'am, ma'am, do you want to take another... Uh, would you like to try to explain what's going on here one more time? Classic Minnesota mix-up, ma'am. I think you lied to us. <laughs> in the back of the bedroom, a closet door bangs open and a zombie staggers out. Look, Mason, more new visitors have come to say hello. The men who came by earlier said we couldn't leave with the rest of our community. They said my son was sick, but he's still my son. And if he's sick, he deserves medicine, just like everyone else. When he bit one of the men, it seemed to make him stronger, just like he was before he got sick. Now you can help me make my boy strong again. And she pushes the three of you into the room and shuts the door behind you. Don't question the strength of this woman. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like when you watch a, like a mom lifts a car off a baby. Yeah, yeah that exactly. Was, that was a cutscene. We couldn't. Have, we had nothing to do yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so we roll initiative, or <laughs> so <laughs> what we're gonna do uh, for this is actually gonna be kind of the success versus failure system that we've done before. Uh, so you guys are gonna need to escape this house. I will take whichever checks you like. Uh, as is typical, once a check is used, it can't be used again by you. Um, and I'm going to need three successes before you hit three failures. Okay. Can I offer... Okay. Can Aaron yell at at Augie and Moxie to, like, to say, like, try and open a window and to buy them time, I'm going to try and use my extension cord and I'm going to try and lasso the, the, the Zombo. Besides the door what else, and the bed and the closet, what else is in this room? Yeah, definitely. Great question. So it's a pretty small room. This was clearly not a bedroom before a couple of hours ago. Um, there is not a lot of furniture. There is a bed. There is a chair and a table in the corner. You are on the very front of the house. So there is just like a a window-ass window, nothing really special about it on the right side that you can tell leads to the front yard. Um, I want to um, I wanna rush to the body and try to pick up the body. Uh, yeah. Um, and by body, I mean still alive man. <laughs> yeah. Um, you pick him up, you kind of grab the back of his tactical jacket, and he screams in pain, and the zombie is running straight for you. Um, I'm going to say, don't worry, we're going to we're going to get you out of here. OK, and then I, I don't know if this is like all one move or two, but like, I guess um, 
at, if I, if the zombie's coming toward me, I think instinctively I'm going to like reach in my back pocket and grab my screwdriver and just try to like, like kind of like fight it off with one hand. Uh, yeah. Why don't you give me a strength check for that and we'll see what happens. Certainly. Ooh, that is a 15. All right. So with a 15, that's going to be a success for you. You take a big swing at this zombie and you hit him right in the chest. It cuts his chest open. Some viscera kind of leaks out through his shirt and he stumbles backwards into that chair and table in the corner. But he is working on getting his balance to get back up. Okay, while it's trying to stand up, Moxie's going to do the thing she does best and baseball swing that hockey stick right at its right at its dome. Right on. Um, I will take another strike check for that. Um, 19. Yeah, that'll do it. Uh, you crank this zombie. Now, unfortunately, you hit this zombie a little too low to really destroy the brain. You did manage to cleave its lower jaw fully off. Hell yeah. So this is now a top jawed zombie <laughs> snarling and coming at you with a very loose tongue hanging. It's a zombie down. with an overbite. Yeah. <laughs> not biting any not biting anyone else though. Can I Okay, so I've got I've got the classic cleric skills, um arcana, history, medicine. Um can, can I... <laughs> history your way out of this one time. Yeah, right. well, definitely well, I was going to say can I use medicine? To like, I want to grab bed sheets and like throw them over the zombie to like tie his mouth off. Is that a thing? Yeah, that's creative, <laughs> but I really <laughs> like it. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah. All right. So I got a 16. Wait, with medicine, it's actually, it's a dirty 20, dirty 20. All right. Well, that is going to do it for you. Um, and that'll be your third success. So as you get that tied around the zombie, uh, the man on the ground, Andrew, that you are holding suddenly goes completely limp. He's not saying anything or, or asking for help anymore. And as some of the sound dies down, the mom actually bangs open the door and says, Mason, and runs <laughs> towards her son and leaves the door to the bedroom and the front door wide open. Aaron yells to Augie, hey, you you gotta leave him. You gotta leave him here. He's, he's a zombo now. It's time to go. Uh, I I look, I like, I'm probably gonna like check for a pulse and I'm not gonna find one. And I do that. So I'll, I'll drop the body and skedaddle. Moxie's gonna kick the, the back of the mom into the zombie son and also skedaddle. Uh, they embrace in a hug that if this was not a zombie movie would have a much different connotation. And you guys leave the residential house. Now, as you re-enter the street, you're suddenly blinded by a massive burst of light. Now, this is coming at you from the opposite direction that you came into town. So if you were walking the proverbial up Route 11, these lights are coming down Route 11. You hear the revving of engines and men shouting and laughing. As your eyes adjust, you can make out the outlines of two Netna trucks at the northwest side of the street. Their roof rack floodlights are pointed right at you. A large man in a frontier trapper's hat steps forward and says, Oh, good evening. My name is Roosevelt, 
And we're the War Road Warriors, don't you know? You're on the edge of our ever-expanding territory, and I'm going to need you to turn around and head home. Um, does Moxie recognize Roosevelt or anyone else in the, what's this group called? The War Road Warriors. Uh, and you do not recognize any of them. Uh, oh, sorry. Um, great, great, great hat you've got there. Uh, you, we just got attacked by some, some, some zombos and, uh, <laughs> we're not, we're not doing so great. Yeah. Um, think, think you could, uh. You know, just give us a lift. Are are you persuasion checking them, my bard friend? Yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah, why don't you why don't you go ahead and give me a persuasion check? Da, 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 uh, Fourteen. Uh, that persuasion check is not going to make it. And Roosevelt says, "Well, uh, you see, we're we're clearing out Route Eleven, and no one and nothing's Ooh. getting past us. Uh, we don't need to hurt you, but we certainly will." So turn around or die, and I am going to need you to roll for initiative. Uh, well, I uh, I do appreciate your candor there, friend, but don't really appreciate the way that you said that. <laughs> um, oh. um, eight from from Moxie. Also an eight for Aggie. Mine's an eleven. These are the nicest raiders I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's Minnesota. It's that northern hospitality. I'm just impressed how quickly things, uh, how quickly society fell apart and then reformed into subcategories <laughs> of different smaller societies. Yeah. I mean, how quickly we got into uh, into Fury Road territory. Yeah. <laughs> it only took a few days. Uh, okay. Sorry about that. Give me those rolls again, please. I had an eleven. They both had eights. Which That's you it. and which Kyle and Andrew can decide. Whoever has go the higher dexterity can go first. Go ahead, Kyle. I tried unsuccessfully to persuade these raiders, so you should probably go. Okay. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, bad news, everyone. They rolled great on initiative. Uh, like just go. just really stellar. They they rolled up and blinded us with lights and mm-hmm. and and shock and awe and rattle and hum. So I I don't blame it. Yeah. So let me tell you what you're up against. You are looking at two Netna trucks with floodlights on you. In front of those Netna trucks, you see Roosevelt, the guy who's been talking to you, who's a a pretty hulking dude. Um, And beside him is another guy, Minnesota-looking guy, wearing a Netna tack uh, vest, and he has a pistol in his hands. And then there are three other grunts of the War Road Warriors, one of which has a tire iron and two have machetes because this is D and D you're separated by about 30 feet or one move action. (laughs) Happy combating to you. So uh, Roosevelt and the pistol guard are both going to go first and they are actually both just going to hang back by the trucks, kind of keep their guns trained on everybody. uh, But they're sort of readying their own actions back towards the back. Now, The next person to go is going to be one of the guards with a machete. And Moxie, he's going to single you out pretty quickly. So he is going to come up to you. Uh, He is going to take a swing at you with that tire iron. Uh, Does a 13 hit you? Does not. All right. So that's not going to hit. The next one is... 
going to be did i say a machete guy hit you or a tire iron guy hit tire, you? tire 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 iron tire iron tire iron turn turn um, great turn. one of the machete guys is going to go next he is also going to come up to you moxie and try and form that sweet sweet kicking circle and uh that unfortunately was a natural 20 okay yeah fuck uh-huh um so that is going to be nine damage to you moxie oofta yeah, oh boy. and he actually gets a second attack. Uh, <laughs> you, so he's going to swing at you again, Moxie. Um, but this time he only rolled a six. So that's okay. probably not going to hit you. Yeah, that's not going to hit. Great. Uh, Augie, or no, I'm sorry. Aaron, I got my A's names mixed up. You are up next. Classic. So uh, first thing I'm going to do is uh, Aaron's going to give a pep talk to everyone, which is bless. So you all each, including myself, can now add a D4 to all of your attacks and your saves. I'm saying as I decide to dig out my D4. Also, so that is a an action. And so my pep talk is, oh hey there, uh, don't don't get hit by their by their weapons. And then make sure you hit them real good with our weapons. If looks could kill, Aaron would be <laughs> dead right now. <laughs> and then um from there, I'm going to, since that was an action, as a bonus action, I'm going to cover my hatchet in peroxide. So if I were to use it, um, it will do extra damage. All right. Excellent. Uh, the next machete guy is going to come up. And Aaron, he saw you getting ready. So he's actually going to come towards you and take a big old swing at you. And that's going to be... A 23 to hit. Does that barely, get you? Barely. <laughs> Just squeaks in. Matt, we're level two. You, I know you are. <laughs> this, this kicking circle is the worst kicking circle I've ever been in. That's going to be 10 damage to you, Aaron. Oh. All right. Doing great. Uh, Moxie, you are up next. You've got two dudes in front of you. One with a machete and one with a tire. Yeah, I'm going to swing my hockey stick real hard at... Um, at machete guy because he cut he he got me in the arm with his machete and i'm pissed and you do you do add a d4 to it You're damn right i do uh 16 to hit 16 definitely hits okay 10 damage all right he did not love getting hit with that hockey stick and he feels pretty bad about it yeah i bet you know what? I'm real pissed. I'm going to I'm going to bitch you thought <laughs> and um, <laughs> use my action surge and attack again. Go for it. Are you going to hit the same guy or a different guy? Same guy. And that's a whew, that's a crit fail with a plus one. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <Yeah>. He's back. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, you swing your hockey stick and um, your your palms are sweaty. Your knees, knees are weak, weak and your arms, arms are heavy, are heavy and, and you end up eating that hockey stick about 10 feet off to the left. You're going to have to go get it if you want to use it again. Cool. Sick. All right, Andrew, you're up next. Right. So Augie, in seeing all of this chaos, um, realizes that he's never been in a fight. Um, he can he can talk the talk and he can he can hang out with, you know, uh, it's, it's unsavory folks at the at the local dive bars. But when when shit comes to shit, he's he's a little he's a little squeamish. Um, uh, 
So Augie's going to take out his harmonica, and uh, what I want to do is I want to cast... <laughs> I'm going to cast Sleep, but what's happening is Augie is going to regale this group with the ballad of Walleye Willie, which, of course, as everybody knows, <laughs> is the mascot, the mascot of Baudette, Minnesota. This is a, a local favorite at the uh, at the Moose Lodge, and, and Augie's going to say something... Uh, hey everybody! You, you, why, don't, why don't we just why don't we just calm down? I think we can you know reach a reach a a nonviolent solution here. So uh, what Matt? What I'd like to do is get in a range. It's a twenty foot range. It's basically like I want I want to aim this toward the Marauders and not toward my own people. Thank you for okay. specifying that because That's I swear yeah. your own people have very low hit points and I know yes. how the spell works. Yep. Yes. Great. Uh, well, we will. You stand a plot's amount of distance away from the right people to do that. Great. I should point out I am in between two dudes. Well, you are, you're here, and there. this is an audio medium. I'm sorry to the <laughs> listeners, but you're here, and the two dudes are kind of like directly in front of you. Uh, They're so hassling you. In theory, if Augie goes off to the right, he can Kitty hit the corner. people in front of you, and you and uh, Aaron will still be out of range. Sounds good. I can tell Todd has his um, his his window of Minnesotan phrases open. Uh, <laughs> you know, who am I to say if I googled Hoops things amongst us say? Whom's <laughs> amongst us doesn't have a things Minnesotan say uh, tab open as mm-hmm. well? So um, my, go ahead. The number is twenty two. So explain what that. Yeah. 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 What is sleep? So do? so each. So creatures within are affected in ascending order of their current hit points. So I assume all of the Marauders have the same hit points. Yes. Not tech. Not one, actually. One has taken damage. Oh, well, save for that. Yeah. So starting with the creature has the lowest current hit points. Each creature affected by the spell falls unconscious till the spell ends. The sleeper take damage or someone else uses an action to, to, to sleep to slap the sleeper awake. So we're going to subtract each creature's hit points from the total before moving. So we'll start with the guy that got hit. Yep. 22 minus his total hit points. And if and if that's less than 22, he's asleep. And then we move on to the next person. And basically, it's like um, it's like uh, rollover minutes, rollover minutes. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Got it. Okay, perfect. Uh, Well, that will take you. So the guy who Moxie cracked in the head is now asleep. And that will take you down to you said the number was 22, 22. So that'll take you down to 17. And the guy who was attacking Aaron also falls asleep. Dope. That's what we wanted. The other three are still up. Great. Um, Great. And I, I shed a tear because I, uh, this, this ballad reminds me of, (laughs) of being a a young in, in, in Baudette. (laughs) What reminds you of a cool, cool uh, Baudette night. Mm hmm. Those cool, those cool Baudette summer nights. <laughs> <laughs> my my favorite song from Greece. Um, Man, so all of this ruckus has stirred up the five zombies in the gas station. It has also stirred up the Get formerly up. <laughs> formerly one and now three zombies in the house. So they are starting to make moves towards their front doors. They are not within combat range to you yet. Uh, And that brings us to the top of the order. And you said there's 
There's two people standing in the car and one out of the car. Is that what it is? There's like two in front of the trucks. That would be Roosevelt and the guy with the other guy with the gun. Yeah. And uh, then there are there's now one guy standing in front of Moxie and two sleeping dudes in the street. Gotcha. Cool. Um, so uh, Roosevelt is very confused about what is going on uh, with the two dudes sleeping in the street and gives them a big old, hey, uh, what, what you doing over there? Get up. There's no time for sleeping. And he notices the zombies starting to come out of the house and is actually going to fire his rifle in that direction. Uh, pistol guy follows suit. Now, the next person in the order is asleep on the ground, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, remember when we started this podcast, Andrew, and you're like, sleep is the worst spell to have. Yep. This is the only way, the only applicable <laughs> way to use it. <laughs> I, I, Todd Thomas, have been playing D&D since I was in junior high. That's like 20 <laughs> years ago. And this is the first time I've ever seen sleep used <laughs> functionally in any game of D&D, any edition, <laughs> ever. This moment. Right on. Uh, so that's going to bring us to the guy with the tire iron who is also standing in front of you, Moxie. Uh, he's going to take another big old swing at you. That is going to be a 14 to hit. Does that hit? My armor class is 14. So okay, no. Gonna, that hits. Tie goes to the right. Oh, it does, does hit. hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So every time that happens, I hear Todd's voice say tie goes to the runner. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's going to be six damo to you, Moxie. Oh, okay. Oof. Do you have how, how many cliff bars do you have left? <laughs> oh, I have all my I have all my cliff bars. So that's good. Uh, next is Austin. Austin. Jesus Christ. Next is Aaron. Too many <laughs> yeah. fucking A names. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's great. That's on you, um, bud. <laughs> I know. I made a mistake. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm going to uh, let's do this. I'm going to run up to the one that just that just hit. Uh, I almost called Kyle Karen Moxie, um, <laughs> and I'm going to try and hit him with my uh, peroxide covered hand axe. All right, Moxie yells, "Use uh, the gun!" <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a it's a twenty one before I rolled that extra d four, so I'm guessing that that hit. Oh, it super hits, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's gonna be oh, that's max damage. That's 10 peroxide axe covered damage to this man. Dang. All right. Not too bad. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I got. Great. Next guy is also asleep, so Moxie, it is up to you. Uh Moxie is going to take the knife off of her um lower leg i'm imagining she has a knife holster in or a knife tucked in her boot that's what it is she's uh-huh. wearing yeah, it's a boot holster she's wearing boots so she's gonna pull out the knife and try and stab um tire iron great give me the rolls let's not use the dice that just crit failed and use this other dice that's probably gonna crit fail on me god <laughs> there it is you're kidding you can add a d4 to it but that won't help you on a one <laughs> It's a one. Um, so I dropped my knife. <laughs> yeah. You um, you stab him right in the tactical vest. It does nothing. You drop your knife. Is it? Does Moxie have uh, an infinite extra dimensional boot that can pull knives out? Like, like the extra dimensional Unfortunately, cigarette? no. Um, 
Yeah, she shouldn't shouldn't have had that last uh, swig of Jack earlier. I guess. Agi, <laughs> uh, on is it my turn? Yeah, it is your turn. Um, Agi's gonna look at uh, uh, Roxy and, and say, "Yeah, we should um we should probably uh you know get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I'm gonna. I think Agi's gonna disengage. Are the headlights still on the car? Yes. Aaron looks at Augie Can we steal and looks this at car? the car and looks at Aaron and looks at the car <laughs> or looks at Augie looks at the car. Um, Matt, has Augie hotwired a car before? Car's already running. Oh, car's already running. Car is already Fuck running. It. Yeah. Can we steal this car? What, what is it going to take to steal this car? Asking for a friend. There are two big men with guns in mm, front of that's this a, car. That's a fair point. In front of the car, not in the car. Yeah. So... Uh, Aaron, you are still about 30 feet from the car. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. because, uh, Augie moved a plot distance in the last turn. You are, I would say about 15 feet from the car, kind of catty corner to it. I want to make a mad dash for the car. (laughs) And, and I think, tell me, Matt, if, can I, can I disengage and try to hop into the driver's seat or will I need to, is it a normal move action to, uh, provoke an attack of opportunity. Uh, it's going to be a normal move action and it's going to provoke an attack of opportunity. Do we just run? I've seen a zombie movie. <laughs> have, have you? Yeah. I have. I mean, I'm, in, I'm in for whatever. Andrew, it, player, the, the player Andrew has, <laughs> I don't think we're going to get very far without this car. Um, I think Augie knows enough to know that they're not going to get very much farther on foot because... They've already like this is this is the extent of their travel of their foot travels, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to kind of like basically like I'll call this like I'll try to juke the 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 man, <laughs> the raider. <laughs> so yeah, hit me with that with that attack of opportunity. Spoiler, my my AC is 12, so <laughs> hopefully oh, you roll like Kyle. No. Did he crit? Bad news. Uh he didn't crit, mm-hmm. luckily. It was after points, a 23 to hit. Yeah, so uh, you actually are going to run past Roosevelt, and he is going to clothesline the fuck out of you. Um, (laughs) So he is going to hit you real hard, um, and that is going to do... Where is that dice? 3d20. (laughs) So that's going to be four points of damage to you, and you are now knocked prone. Okay. Uh, there is a large man standing above you, pointing a gun at you. Reason with him. There a reason? Re- tell him. Tell him we're here to help. Uh, I don't. I so I still have my action. So I'm gonna. I'm just gonna kind of put my hands up and be like, hey, uh, look, 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 look. We 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 just want to get out of here, okay? Like I I just I came to get a bag of Doritos. Like I don't I don't really have anything, man. Like just let. What do you want from us? <laughs> Basically, like, just like let us go, man. Uh, so another persuade. That is a crit success. <laughs> yes. Right on. Got a boy. Uh, so Roosevelt untrains his gun from you. So he's been he's got it trained on your forehead. He pulls it back and he says, Well, we're not taking any more additions to the Warriors right now. We're pretty, pretty tight-knit group, but uh you know, if you if you promise not to not to follow past us on Route Eleven, uh, I suppose we can we can probably let you mosey on. 
Roxy's got her hands up to done deal. <laughs> yeah. So as he says that, the five zombies in the gas station, which are behind uh, you, Moxie, and you, Aaron, are going to make it out of the gas station and start running towards you. The three zombies from the house, which are behind Roosevelt and Pistol Guard, are going to make it out of the house and start running towards the truck. I would like to say that the the net and the agent from the house doesn't have feet. So watching <laughs> that zombie run in a different world would be really funny. <laughs> so as this chaos ensues, uh, there is a loud crack and the pistol guard falls dead beside Roosevelt. I'm assuming, Augie, that when you hear that loud crack, you shuffle backwards mm-hmm. um, to get out from under there. And Roosevelt, after this treaty of peace, is pissed that uh, someone has shot one of his guards. So he's looking at all three of you, looking to see who has a gun. And he's kind of firing wildly into the night. Classic. Yeah. Uh, As that is happening, those three zombies from the house are going to crawl over the truck and overrun Roosevelt. But behind you, Aaron... A man comes from behind the garage wearing a camo jacket over dark coveralls. He comes from the trees holding a hunting rifle and he says, follow me, trust me, and we will escape from the city. <laughs> so stupid. Um, Aaron, uh, what, Aaron, what have you wrought on us I'm today? signing off. <laughs> and now, a Spectacular Express Spooky Review Read. This review titled, Untitled. That's that's the knowledge the hosts have on the show. It's hilarious to listen to. Some comics I don't personally know, but in between the grips, you can learn a bit about different games, topics, and trends. By far, my favorite episode is Launched in Fire. If you're unsure where to start, you can start anywhere. Or ask for the starter back. Thanks, Matt, for putting that together. This review titled, Untitled. Man, what do I think of this podcast? Who doesn't love listening to four grown men argue the physics of eating a coconut from a tree? Or contemplating the maw of Kirby, the one true eldritch horror? Genuinely a delight to listen to, these creative minds duke it out over some dumb topic and get way too deep into wiki pages. And just to hear this in a spooky voice... Well? This has been a Spooktacular Express Spooky Review Read. Aaron (laughs) picks up uh, Roxy's knife and hands it to her and then points at her hockey stick and says... Yeah, Roxy picks up her... The hockey stick. You're all, and, you're all get, uh, hey, Aaron, you're you're all get that. And and I look back in the woods and go, Hey, Aaron, uh, you that feller, Jim? Are you Jim? We're looking for Jim. Uh, he responds, 
Danger is lurking around every turn. There's no time for guessing. Follow my plan instead. All right, let's go. Let's. Yep. I don't want to let's, talk to this man stop anymore. Talking, let's yeah. Stop talking to this man and follow him. Roxy, am I able to get? Am I able to get away from Tire Iron? All right. Yeah. So Tire Iron guy, hearing Roosevelt scream, has gone back to try and pull the zombies off of Roosevelt. Excellent. It is not going well. Excellent. I get my hockey stick then too and follow suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a real sad wake up for the two sleeping dudes that's in the street. They're going to be dead anyway. Yeah. So you kind of follow this man off into the woods and, and you're running on what is a road by technical definition as it is flat ish and there aren't trees, but it's certainly not a main road. And he sort of snaps back at you and says, the light and gunfire will draw more dead to that town. When they hear something or see something, they start to move much faster. So we don't have long to wait. My name is St. Charles. I'm here to help as many people off the mainland as I can. It just Like, like just the to, falls? Just to clarify. Isn't that St. Charles not, Falls? Not Jim. Not James St. Chi- Charles. James St. Chuck. (laughs) (laughs) Old Jimmy St. Chuck. (laughs) If it's Jim you seek, I can guide you to his corner. Why are you why are you talking like (laughs) why do you speak in parables? (laughs) (laughs) Got no other option, only one thing to do. Well, this feels like we're setting up for a big joke here, eh? (laughs) Feels like feels like the DM might have written this backwards, you think? Is there is he, any of your boots got snakes in them? <laughs> um, also, uh, a, a there, Moxie, be sure to uh, to to eat your eat your snacks. Oh, she is she is halfway. She's finished one cliff bar and on to cliff bar number two by now. She um, assume by the next time you you come around to her, all three cliff bars will have been eaten. same. You you ate all of yours. You <laughs> Can I have more? <laughs> I have I have four cliff bars left. I would like one more, please. What do those add? Four four HP per cliff bar. Oh, okay. I well actually I take that back. I ate two of them. Um so I have two cliff bars left. I'll give you each one more and I am out of cliff bars. <laughs> Augie, Augie looks still surprisingly hungry, but he'll take just you're one. You're so full. You you are immeasurably <laughs> full. I'm very, very full and healed. So thank you. I'm mostly healed. Still a little hungry, but I'm fine. <laughs> All right. So as you guys are, are having snack break, uh, St. Charles looks back at you and says, we're taking the wilderness road to Long Point. From there, we'll take to the water. And you guys set off on a hike up to Long Point, Minnesota. And you walk for a few hours down this lonely, abandoned road. You pass a few trailers, but nothing that looks remotely livable. You do see large white X's on a few of the mailboxes, but St. Charles keeps moving. Finally, the trees around you break and you hear the sound of water. It's after midnight and it would be difficult to see your surroundings, if not for the night sky. It's a clear night and the moon is new. The northern lights illuminate the Long Point Marina, the beauty of which might strike you, if not for the harsh reality of your situation. And I have another picture coming to you hot in the Discord chat. Um, Question for the DM while you do yes. this. Yes. 
Hit me. Uh, the white X's on those uh, mailboxes, is that does that look visually similar to the white X I recall that we saw in the front of that house that with the mom and the the son who is a, a zombie? Yeah. Why don't you give me like a, a history check to remember the other symbol that you saw and I will... I will, I will answer yeah. accordingly. What's my short-term memory like uh, when I'm hungover? Is that, do I roll advantage or? No. I think you're hungover <laughs> enough, or I think you're hungover often enough that it's probably just a straight roll. Um, well, I got an 18, so I guess it's pretty good. <laughs> Damn, yeah, they look exactly like the ones you saw in the house back in Williams. Uh, it Okay. You, If you were a betting man, you'd bet it came from the same can of spray paint. Okay, and what is uh, Mr. Crush Forty's name? Uh, Saint Charles. Saint, Saint Charles, Charles is is Crush Forty's cool. names. Does Saint Charles have any lingering paint on his hands or clothes, perchance? Uh, do you want to give me a check for that, Kyle? How about yeah. uh, an investigation check? Uh, fifteen. Uh, he is wearing gloves. But you do not see any paint on the gloves. Okay. Okay, that's fair. So I'm going to I'm going to say, uh, hey, Mister uh, Mister Mister Charles, Mister Saint, uh, got a got a question for you. If you if you would so oblige, uh, I, I noticed that uh, that there's some uh, there uh, there uh, white X's on these uh, these uh, mailboxes, and I uh, couldn't help but overlook that uh, you know that that white X was on the the house that we just came from. Uh, you you mean it? You didn't you didn't see it? But uh, we almost got we almost got eaten back there. Eaten. We almost got eaten back there. So uh, by a zombo. It's yes. By the yes. dead. Betcha. Yes, the dead. There are there are an unfortunate <laughs> number of the dead. Yes, they do eat people. So uh, you know, I'm just I was just thinking out here. Uh, as as the you know the the sun returns to to my eyes. Um, what why what's the similarity there? Yeah. Netna leaves them when they check houses you okay you betcha all right again. <laughs> <laughs> can i get uh perception checks from everybody please would love to here it comes all right 16 uh mine was one oh no mine yeah mine's also six 12 all right well uh all three of you are able to hear in the distance but not like the far away distance the sound of a phone ringing. Can I pinpoint from what direction it's coming from? Does it sound like a real phone? Is it a cell phone jingle? Is it is it a trap? Is it the Nokia that goes? It sounds that could outlive the apocalypse. So I think that's a fair question. <laughs> the cockroaches of cell phones. <laughs> uh, Moxie, you can tell that it sounds. More like a payphone. It doesn't sound like a okay. cell phone at all. Uh, Aaron, you can tell that it's coming from, if you look at this picture that I sent you guys, sort of off by those like cabins uh, in the back corner. If Aaron sees Moxie like kind of trying to like pinpoint it, yeah. then he's going to like elbow her a little bit and like nod in the direction of the, the cabins. Okay. Meanwhile, I instinctively check my own phone. <laughs> uh, your phone is not dead, but you are roaming. Damn it! I I say to Moxie, "Ooh, we uh we should we should sneak on over there and and 
pick up that the last time we listened to a to a voice through a through a line or a recording it gave us information about jim maybe this is more more jim updates yeah sure i guess go go right ahead i meant this more as a we not a me thing um okay i'll go go i'll cover you go for it (laughs) she kind of readies her she she readies her hockey stick Aki pulls out his screwdriver and he nods <laughs> heroically to to Aaron. All right, are you guys heading over towards those cabins? It, what's what's Saint Chuck doing right now? Did he just like walk us to these kind of cabins and then leave? And we we and then a phone rang. No, that's a great question. So Saint Charles has headed towards some brush in the water and is working on uncovering something hidden in the brush. Did he acknowledge the phone ringing at all? He has not acknowledged the phone ringing. Okay, then I, my plan continues as as stated. I'm covering Augie. Augie? Aaron. Aaron. I feel like Moxie's the kind of person that would miss, like, get his name wrong on purpose just to keep him in his place. Oh, my intelligence <laughs> is like eight, too, so I'm, Fair. I'm probably just not keeping your name straight canonically either. Yeah, yeah. they're all just um, guys to you. <laughs> yeah so uh well i guess i'm i'm aaron that's augie so that would we have to be fair we have the exact same voice so. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're both you're both two minnesota white boys to me <laughs> that, that start with double vowels <laughs> that have double vowel starts hey, what's a vowel hey, uh, yeah, augie we're gonna we're gonna go check out that their uh ringing phone line you wanna you wanna come with not really Okay, then we'll uh, we'll see will you, you later. Keep, will you keep eyes <laughs> on on Chuck over there, then. Yeah, yeah, I can I can do that. Appreciate it. I would like to show Moxie that I have a small like mag light, and and I want to say if well, hey there, Moxie, if you'd like, I can I can attach this here mag light to your hockey stick. Then your hockey stick is a little flashlight hockey stick. If you'd like that, um, I don't I don't see what good that'll. That'll do. All right, then I'll just carry my mag light. All right. This is what I get for offering things to friends. Um, And so... uh, I wouldn't say that we're friends. More uh, like acquaintances in a bad situation. You've known each other for a few hours. You're not here, Augie. Um, You don't get to be part of this bonding moment that Moxie and I are having. Uh, So I'm going to cast Flashlight, which is light. And so I'm going to... Oh, is that what you were trying to do? Cast 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 light? Why not? But here I am, just with my mag light. I, I mean, I would I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind having light cast on my hockey stick, but yeah, I don't want to take. I don't want to take <laughs> yeah, your it's... your one flashlight away. So Roxy, Roxy already passed up that chance. Okay. I have an infinite bag full of mag lights. By the way, this this works. <laughs> it's actually one mag light, but it's the rechargeable kind that has a uh, crank handle on the back. Yeah, so I'm gonna I, <laughs> I'm gonna put a small mag light on your hockey stick, and I'm gonna okay. say. When you well, when you when you don't want that mag light uh, lighting anymore, you just let me know, and I'll, I'll verbally deactivate it. It's like a clapper. <laughs> so okay, so it I have a light now that the zombies might see that I can't turn off myself. I kind I, I, I regret this again. I wish have, I didn't have know, the hey, light. Mo- wait, time, Moxie. Have you ever gotten like a Christmas gift that you just didn't really like love, but you were still appreciative that someone went out of their way to give you something nice? Nah, I'm pretty blunt. All right, I don't let's go. Like, let's go into that <laughs> phone. Then. Let's go see why this phone's been ringing for five minutes and <laughs> and deal with it. Fair. 
All right, so you guys <laughs> head over towards those cabins, and uh, with that light stick, st- stick light, uh, the extendable mag light, yeah. it does not take you very long to tell that, one, it's sort of like a general bait store, um, you know, kind of a, a small shop, and there is a payphone on the front porch. The payphone is what is ringing. I I, I nudge Aaron <laughs> forward with my hockey stick. I Aaron kind of stops and says, oh, hey, uh, yeah, Moxie, the old, I know I shared that I am a an Eagle Scout. I got to tell you, the one badge I didn't get was moving stealthily in important times where it's where it's nice to be quiet. I'm pretty, pretty bad at that here. I got these the, such clumsy hands. I was actually born with two toes on both feet. We are we are moving toward a ringing box. I don't Fair. think All I right. don't think you've got to be <laughs> that quiet. <laughs> yeah. So so that's a good point. So I think instead of focusing on trying to quietly move towards the ringing phone, instead Aaron is going to like keep his eyes open for either like searching for traps along the way. Like if this is a big setup, if we're about to be bamboozled. Me, Kyle, the player, I'm suspicious of Matt having the phone ring at a bait store. I'm. I feel like <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Yeah. It's a. It's a little on the nose. But me. But me, Moxie, is just wants Aaron to answer this damn phone that's been ringing for five minutes. I'll say. I'll say. Meanwhile, Augie is also going to cast flashlight, but this is just using his dying cell phone that's apparently also roaming, even though we haven't <laughs> hit the border yet. Um, <laughs> so I'm glad that the cell towers are still in service. So that's really important. The coverage map is just misleading yeah. always. So we've got we've got marauders and raiders, but we still have cell service. So that's important. We live in a uh, society. And <laughs> <laughs> we, live, we live in a society. Uh, so I'll, I'll cast flashlight and I'm kind of like watching I'm also going to be watching for said bamboozlement. <laughs> yeah, so that's I'm, I'm I would like to keep an eye out for bamboozles. Great and zomboozles. <laughs> uh, so I need you to answer the question for me. Are you answering the phone, Aaron? Yes, Aaron is answering the phone. Oh, you don't get to answer these questions for me. <laughs> But also, yes, Aaron is answering the phone, but because I decide Aaron is answering the phone, not because Andrew said Aaron's answering the phone. All right, Aaron, you consensually answer the phone, and what you hear is coming to you via link in the internal chat. <laughs> Kyle and Andrew don't listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Kyle and Andrew don't listen yeah, to this. Yeah, you don't get this. This is just for just for daddy. What's he saying there? <laughs> Who is it? Is oh there my someone God, I there? To, I have to restart it because you guys are yelling and they're coming through the same audio input. Planned success. What? Is there someone there? What are they saying? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm going to start it one more time. I feel like I instinctively... Aaron like pulls the the phone away from his face and like puts his hand over the receiver part like there's someone on the other line. <laughs> he's like he's like Jesus, Siri. Oh, you are you kidding? Are you gosh darn pulling my leg? Oh, sorry, sorry there. This is General Prairie of Netna. We've been watching from above, and we're glad that you've made it this far. Netna left a motorboat anchored to this marina in case this evac route was necessary. The lockbox code is. Zero, 
Good luck, Traveler. I hope to see you at Jim's. Uh, Aaron hangs up the phone and, like, and like just gives, I think, both Moxie and Augie these looks of, like, really? You made this? this the re- Oh, boy. It, it was a 20-second recording, and I had to listen to it four times. <laughs> I'm just very lucky that this, that this uh, payphone had the repeat function on it, don't you know? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I, I walk over to Moxie, and I'm trying to, like, go back over to Augie, and I say... Well, uh, it was it was that same voice that was on the recording before. It was uh, was General Prairie again. It says they're watching us, so that's helpful. Moxie looks around for cameras, drones, anything. Continuing to listen. If you spot anything, the likelihood of you spotting it's probably increased because you have a flashlight on your on your hockey stick. <laughs> oh, that's right! And she like waves the flashlight around. In the air. I just love that that you you're you Kyle Harper are pantomiming <laughs> holding a boom. Like yeah, you're it's recording. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, any, anyway, uh, that there is a Netna motorboat um, over there that I think uh, St. Charles was was probably messing around with, or maybe in that general vicinity. And there's a code for the lockbox. Will that take us to Jim? Uh, that is supposedly to take us to Jim. That they Netna left it here in case this this path was necessary. Well, that was mighty kind of yeah. them. Just mighty kind. You get that kind of hospitality up here up north. Yeah. Sure yeah, do. you know it's a it's a truly great it's a truly great place to put down some roots. <laughs> so as you weirdos are shooting the shit about the <laughs> lux- the luscious lifestyle of Minnesota, um, you can see over where St. Charles was uh, because Moxie has held her boomstick in the right direction that he has uncovered an outrigger canoe, like kind of a small canoe and three paddles and has flipped it over and is starting to push it into the water. Is there like another boat that is nearby or is that do looking at that? Does Aaron would Aaron think that that is the boat that Netna left or based off answering the the phone? Do I believe there is another location of a boat in the water with a lockbox that I need to find? Uh, I will answer that question two ways. Way one is that, you don't see anything with Netna on this canoe and everything else you've seen from Netna has had the logo the on it. My other thing is that I'm assuming Aaron knows the difference between a canoe and a <laughs> motorboat. Aaron does know that he's thought about this a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so if we are if we're walking over to, to St. Charles, um, I'm going to say... Oh, we uh, St. Charles. There is a uh, there is another boat here that Netna left behind. Um, if we can find some motorboat instead of that small little uh, small little dinghy. Move quickly if you can find it. We need to get to the water. Uh, commence ocular pat down. For yes, me. I would like to look Same. for motorboat tracks that would lead me to the motorboat. I would like yeah. to use my my boom flashlight to do that as well. Uh, great. I will take investigation rolls from everybody. Moxie, you roll with advantage. What with the boom light and such? <laughs> Why well, I have cell phone light. Is that anything? No. Uh, yeah, advantage. Damn to it. Yeah. Mine what, is a good what roll. Check I don't is need that? The advantage. Uh, investigation is fine. I got an eighteen. Twelve. Sixteen. All right. So Todd and Andrew, both of y'all are Aaron and Augie. You both see about two docks down from where you're standing right now, something floating in the water. 
Is it boat shape or man shaped? <laughs> I, knew, I knew someone was going to say, is it boat shaped? <laughs> it is certainly boat shaped, yes. Well, as we've now canonically decided, Aaron has extensive knowledge of motorboats. And so <laughs> I, I would like to, I'd like to point out the motorboat. Does it look like it will hold three people comfortably? How about four? Or four? From where you are, yes, it is a sizable motorboat. All right. Okay. Moxie Moxie um starts heading toward the motorboat and says calls back to St. Charles. Hey Chuck, we got a motorboat if might move a little faster. You want to come with? St. Charles says the canoe is smaller but quieter. The boat is bigger but not as stealthy. It is up to you to decide which vessel we shall take to the north. Can uh what? can we all fit in both? Uh, the DM says you can all fit in both vessels. Yes, my my ex- well, my extensive knowledge of, of motorboats says that four people would land in that. I've I've not yet seen a four person canoe. That's a hefty canoe. It's like a catamaran. It is a hefty canoe. Yes. <laughs> Have you not watched the Olympics? There are a lot of canoes that fit four people. Oh, we don't get those stations up here. Uh, so so Aaron Aaron, uh, I'm I'm just hey, it's me, Aki. I'm curious. Uh, so y- you you seem to. Who told you about this motorboat? It was uh, that that same voice that came out of the walkie-talkie, uh, General Prairie. Oh, who said who said hmm. to go see Jim? And I realized that had you all not also heard the first message, you'd think that I was making all this up. Yeah, so we got ourselves a real uh, golden plate situation here. <laughs> don't, don't, don't ask questions. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. So, how do we know this isn't a trap? Because. You know, we just came from a town. I don't know if you remember, but Dang we all almost got eaten. Uh, and that was mostly because we were making a, a bunch of a bunch of ding dang racket. Ooh, I mean, if if you think we should take the, the canoe, I think that's fine. It's much slower than a motorboat. Um, that is what he said. Infinitely slower. <laughs> um, I, and I know there's been some talk of canoes holding multiple people for some Olympics. Um, up here, we only watch one Olympics. It's the Winter Olympics. Um, and their canoes don't move fast in the Winter Olympics, the real Olympics, God's <laughs> Olympics. <laughs> real strong uh, viewpoint you have on the Olympics, there, Aaron. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, um, Mister, Mister, uh, Mister Chuck St. Charles, Chuck, Mister St. Chuck, uh, can can you tell us how long you think it would take? Where are we going again? Uh, we are heading to the north via the water. It will take a plot's amount of time either way. Sure. Sure, sure. And uh, Aaron, did you get any like coordinates for Jim, or is that just supposed to to you appear in the boat? Betcha. Um, we are. <laughs> I I was just told we should be looking for Jims. Um, and the more I think about it, the fact that a stealthy man saved our lives. Um, I'm beginning to vote for stealthy canoe time. I'm also team canoe. That is yeah, two that's... votes. We do not need the third one. Let's that's... go. That's the third for... Okay. <laughs> I do want to go check with the, the lockbox on the boat to see if there's anything else of... Use. Yeah, I want to loot I want to loot the boat as well. If the well. boat is not, like, forever away, um, I would like to jog over there and check her out real quick. If we almost avoided the trap and now spring the trap looking for the... <laughs> looting the boat, I'm going to be so mad, but I want to loot the boat. The boat's actually a mimic. This, the game has changed <laughs> dramatically. Yeah, so you guys head over to the boat. It's only a couple of docks away. And uh, there is a tarp 
over the boat and it is chained to the dock. There is a lock box on the chain. It is a four digit coded lock box and you cannot get the tarp off without removing the chain. I would like to put in the code. Hold, but, but, but did, before he does that, um, does does shiny does any light go through the tarp? If I aim my flashlight, are at a it? million zombos under that tarp? It is a canvas military tarp. No light penetrates through the tarp. Okay. I would like to put in the code. Hang on, checking my iPhone notes. Zero seven zero one. Yeah, Aaron, you put in the numbers 0701. And the and boat you give explodes. A, <laughs> you give a yank on the lockbox, and it pops right open. If you were going to say that it didn't pop open, my next line is going to be, I've done my one and only thing, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are in this a little farther than you expected to be then, because the lock does pop off. Oh. Uh, and you can now take the chains off and pull the tarp off if you so choose. I would like to so choose i would i will aid in that great i'm gonna hold my screwdriver at the ready awesome uh you on the count of three i assume you're working together give a big tug and yank the chains and the tarp off the boat there is nothing inside it is a black rowboat or it is a black motorboat it has the white letters of netna on the side of it it is empty good enough how heavy is this chain? Uh, pretty heavy, honestly. It, it was holding the boat. Let's say 30 pounds. It's 30 pounds of chain. It's a lot of pounds of chain. It's like a truck chain, not like a Ghost Rider chain. Yes, yeah. How are the, wait, time, wait. <laughs> yep. How, when you were deciding densities of chain, yep. how did you start with truck chain, which is like very dense, I assume. Yeah. And then. You just answered your own question. Ghost Rider chain. Ghostwriter chain because he holds it and he can you, the the question is can you swing it around and whip marauders with it or not? Are, are, do you? Am how, I wrong? How is Ghostwriter the standard bearer for what a light chain is? Or is have not? you met our friend Matt? No, uh, Andrew has a valid point. Yeah. <laughs> Take those D- question, back. question, question for the DM. Yes, can uh, can Kyle. can Moxie holding this chain approximate what um it's maybe attack bonus and damage (laughs) were she to wield it as a weapon. Is Moxie trained in boat chains? Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. I'm so mad because like you could have said like, where does it land between truck chain and neck chain or like chain link that chains fences by ghost rider chain. Everybody knows that I'm referring to like using it as a, as a hilarious weapon, which is exactly what Kyle is trying to do here. So I'm not in the wrong. Yeah, he's not. Kyle is also not fueled by like eternal damnation. We don't know don't Moxie know very well. <laughs> I guess we haven't gotten to the, the, the Moxie lore episode is episode two. <laughs> All right. So I have those numbers for you, Kyle. You would be able to tell a couple of things. Okay. Um, One, that this chain does indeed weigh about 30 pounds, which is a pretty hefty chain. And if you dropped it in the water, it would probably sink forever. Um, You can (laughs) also tell that it is enough for you to swing it um, or it's, you know, light enough that you can swing it. It will... Uh, act as a two-hand weapon because it's going to take all of your strength to get it there. 
Um, the attack bonus is going to be plus four, uh, and it's going to do one d six radiant damage. Radiant damage. <laughs> All <sick>. right. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to wrap this chain around my chest like a ammo strap. Like then. like Ghost Rider does. I get like it Ghost Rider does. <laughs> it yes. was going to be bludgeoning damage, and then it got tied to Ghost Rider, and now it's radiant damage. One d six plus one d six plus. Anything? Uh, 1d6 6. plus your strength, strength mod. Bonus. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I stupid. I won't really complain stupid. about I'm, the I'm stupid walking, thing. I'm walking back to St. Charles. I'm honestly surprised that wasn't a hidden Ghost Rider Easter egg already that we just Me found. Me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, with, with my new chain, my new radiant chain, I'm going to then head back toward the canoe. And Same. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys... Are you all ready to get in the canoe? Are we starting yeah. this journey? Let's, yeah. let's start this wonderful friendship journey where we're all way too close on this canoe. All right. The four of you work together uh, and head north in the canoe. It really is a beautiful night. And with so much separation between yourselves and the horde, your shoulders relax for the first time in hours. You pass a cape on your left and start to sail around it. You can see the dock on shore, but you're still a few minutes out. As you head that direction, another boat materializes out of the darkness. It's a rather large rowboat, but was sitting low to the water, making it almost impossible to spot. There's not enough warning to turn your boat, and you collide with the rowboat. You hear a loud splash, and I'm going to need dexterity checks from everyone, please. You want dex checks or dex saves? Uh, dex saves. Thank you, Todd, who's DM'd for longer than me. It wouldn't have mattered. Uh-oh. <laughs> 13. 7. 3. Oh, guys. <laughs> Together, ours almost equals yours. Yep. All right. So, luckily for three of you, St. Charles made the check. What a guy. But all three of you failed the save and have fallen out of the canoe into the water. Oh, well, dang. good thing that we all strapped chains to our chest. Yeah. <laughs> so it is early November in northern Minnesota. This water is ice cold. It's not frozen solid. It's a pretty large lake. Um, but there are some like kind of chunks of icy section. And all three of you are out of the boat. You can also see from your space in the water that... Three zombies in fishing gear stand up in the <laughs> rowboat. I knew, I knew the rowboat was full of zombies. Oh, that's awesome. You Zombie hear a boat. lot of splashing on the other side of the rowboat, but you can't see what is around it. How deep's the water, Matt? Uh, it's deep. You're in a lake-ass lake. Okay. Hmm. What What do I need to do? As a as a woman with a thirty pound chain around her chest, <laughs> need uh, to get back in the rowboat or in our canoe. What I'm going to need everyone to do here in a moment is roll for initiative. Uh, but I want to resolve Moxie's chain puzzle mm. first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so actually, no, I lied. Everybody roll for initiative, and then we will work on Moxie's chain problem. Um, crit fail on my initiative roll. That's classic. We're doing Kyle. Um, if anyone wants to donate dice to Kyle, um, <laughs> mine are all bad. Apparently, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I did pretty well on my initiative. What'd you get, Todd? Sixteen. Andrew. Eleven. All right. I've got kind of a lot of dice to roll, so give me a second here. 
and they all died in this lake. <laughs> if we'd have gotten in the motorboat, we would have just stormed through this. Uh, no, it's it's more zombies, but it's an easier deck save to stay in the boat. <laughs> we'd, have, we'd have hit them like Hydro Thunder. <laughs> yeah, you would have. <laughs> or Blood Wake. That's what we talk about here. I'm glad that the zombies are themed. That's really important. <laughs> <laughs> well, for the Halloween event, they had to reskin them and put, give them funny hats. Mm-hmm. You know it. All right. So uh, with those rolls, the first move is actually going to go to uh, one of the three fishermen zombies in uh, your or in the rowboat. So he sees you, Aaron, down in the water uh, and he's going to reach down and he's going to try and grab at your shoulders to try and pull you up into that boat. Um, but that was a two, so it's not going to happen. Excellent. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, Aaron, that'll make it your move. Do we know if zombies can swim? No, we have not yet been near water or zombies. The real question would be, are these are these um, zombies from Resident Evil where they're shambling mound zombies or are they like 40 days later or 48 days later? Or do, they, do these zombies maybe have like a menu of floating above their head with like a water icon in it that would yeah. indicate that they get some kind of elemental bonus to water? You anything like that. Todd, roll me a history check nice. on how many zombie movies you've oh. seen. And I'll give you the specs of these zombies. I got a 13. All right, sure. So with a 13, (laughs) you can tell that these are not fully shambling brain dead zombies. Right. Um, They're aggressive, but not super smart, but also appear to be physically capable. Uh, like if that okay. zombie would have grabbed you, he probably would have grabbed you for a good bit. So the answer is twenty eight days later version. Twenty eight days later zombies, yeah. So I don't. So <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't want them in the water until we're out of the water. I'm going to try and scurry up into this canoe without flipping it over. Yeah. Um. So what I am going to need from you uh, is a dex check of getting back up into that canoe. Well, I'm good at those. If you want. You know, anything dexterity is going to be negative one. Doesn't matter. I got a seven. Uh, so you try to get yourself up into the canoe uh, and you get up there, but the canoe rocks pretty hard and you actually knock St. Charles out of the canoe. But <laughs> I made it in, importantly. But you made it okay. into the canoe. Got it. Yes. Uh, that is going to be a full action for that you makes to sense. get into the canoe. Fair enough. All right. Uh, So that's going to make it St. Charles' turn. St. Charles, now that he is in the water, is... Thriving. Panicked. Uh, He is a level of concern that you have not seen him be uh, since you got under this campaign. So he is going to try his damnedest to get up into the boat. Because he knows about the real threat, alligator zombies. Blue algae. (laughs) Uh, And luckily... St. Charles does make the save, so he gets back up into the boat, uh, but that is going to be his full turn, and that moves us down to Augie. Uh, yeah, Augie's going to take his whole turn to try to get back on the boat. Uh, yeah, so go ahead and give me a dex check there. Ooh, sure. Dex save. 
Dexterity isn't too good, Matt. That's a that's a ten. Uh, so that ten is going to seven. get. It's better. It's gonna get you into the boat, but is going to knock Aaron back <laughs> out of the boat. <laughs> 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 As I'm falling out, I go, I got a plant. And I go, <laughs> oh, actually, no, I think I go, oh, for the love of, and then I fall into the water. Um, can I, all right, so that was, I assume my move action. Can I use my action action to try to pull um, Aaron back in? Uh, getting back into the boat was actually going to be a full action. Okay. But if you want to help pull Aaron in uh, on the next turn, I will give you, or cool. I will give Aaron an advantage on that roll. Let's do that. Great. Uh, so that's going to bring us to zombie number four, who you haven't met yet because he fell off the back of the rowboat. So zombie four is going to take his whole move action to, I'm going to put swim in quotes, but he zombie swims around the rowboat um, in kind of a thrashing, shredding, treading, shredding water action. Um, he's still pretty far away because this is going to be difficult terrain. So it's half move speed if you're in the water. So he's not to you yet, but he's coming for you. <laughs> oh, Lord, come and Aaron who are in the water. <laughs> right. Um, so that's going to take us to the other two Zambos on the rowboat. So uh, they are both going to reach for you, Augie who has made it back up into the boat. And they're just going to attack together at once. And I don't remember your AC. Does... It's low. It's 12. <laughs> oh, they rolled. The first one was an 11. Okay. Oh, but that was a 21 to hit. That one's that one, it's going to hit. Barely. Yeah. It's going to do it. And that's going to be... Uh, max damage, seven damage to you, <laughs> Augie. I have seven hit points left. <laughs> All right, uh, and that's going to take us to you, Moxie. Now, you are in the water. Yep. You have to get in the boat, and you have 30 pounds of chain on you. This is like the math question that none of us figured out in fifth grade. Question. Yes. Am I on, am I on the, the rowboat side of our boat, or the op, or the not rowboat side of the boat. So you T-boned the rowboat. Your canoe being the long part of the T. My the let me let me rephrase my question. Is is climbing into the rowboat this turn an option? Yeah. The zombie boat. Yes. Because I if I can do that, I want to climb into the zombie boat. Okay. So what I will tell you is that with your 30 pounds yeah. of chain on your chest, I will need a deck save. And a strength check to get you into that boat, or you can drop the chain and just do the decks. Can I? Um, can I add? Can I add a third and way better, worse option? <laughs> Wrap the chain around a zombo. So moved. Um, I would like to. What would it take for me in the water to <laughs> lasso a zombie with my chain? What would it take for me to get you this chain around this chain around you today? today. You this chain out the door. Because my today. strength and dex aren't are they're both good. Like I'm 
not rolling at a from a not coming from a bad spot trying to overcome those two, but but he's rolling from coming from being Kyle. <laughs> but I do, I am, I am dealing with that. <laughs> we're all underestimating. If you were swimming right now and someone hands you thirty pounds, oh yeah, like, it's a lot. Yeah, they're like thirty pounds of metal. Yeah. Loose, floppy, stringy yeah. metal. It's not loose. It's tied around me, so it's at least okay. contained. Put on, a, put on a weight vest and go if for Roxy, a swim. If Roxy, if, sorry, is it Roxy or Moxie? Moxie. It's Moxie, Moxie with an M. Sorry. Should've, should've if Moxie. Long, if, it's a weird time to ask in the middle of this battle. If Moxie knows one thing, is how to tie a chain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kyle. Um, so the rule of cool dictates that <laughs> you probably can't do anything to get the three zombies in the boat into the water. Oh, however, not three. I'm not, I'm not God, but, but however, (laughs) there is a fourth zombie who is in the water. And if you were to use your move action to get to him, uh, it would be a straight strength battle to try and shove the chain on the swimming zombie. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna swim right. towards the zo- towards the water zombie and then drop thirty pounds on him. Uh, go ahead and roll me a strength check, there, Kyle. Okay. I just threw my dice on the ground. An eight's not gonna do it. I'm guessing. Oh, you you're rolling against me. Okay, maybe I maybe I will pull this off. Yeah. So you said you rolled an eight. Yeah. Uh, the zombie rolled a five. Yeah. So, yeah. Kyle, I need you to tell me how Moxie shoulders this zombie with chains and sends it sinking to the bottom of the lake. So with all her strength, Moxie sw- overcomes the 30 extra pounds of chain she is wearing and swims to the, the thrashing zombie in the water still and kind of colliding with it, heaves the chain off her shoulders over her head and just kind of like onto the the zombie and um enough of the the weight of the chain lays across it and it just takes it to the lake floor and it does do that as i stated earlier <laughs> those chains were heavy enough that if you dropped them in the water they'd sink forever uh and zombies can tread water but they can't project themselves upwards so say my zombie lore <laughs> and that zombie uh, got concrete shoes by the Italian mob of Moxie Jones down to the bottom of the lake. Uh, there are still three zombies in the water. In the water or in the rowboat? Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. There are still three zombies in the rowboat. And Moxie, you are about 15 feet from the boat. Okay. Now I'm going to tell you this. Suddenly, Moxie, it starts to sound like you're inside of a hot tub. The water above you starts to bubble as shapes begin to rise to the surface. And it's three shapes uh, you can see in the water. At first, they look like more undead. But as they break the water, you see that they're wrong. They have human-like faces, but they're not shaped like heads. The eye sockets are sunken and empty The mouths aren't where they should be, and the noses list back and forth with the water splashing around them. The skin is grayed and shriveled, as if it's been in the water for hours. Dead eyes, whispers St. Charles. When some of the first infected stumbled into the lake, the walleye began to feed on them. 
they got entangled in the skin of the dead and became these monstrosities. Now, they scream like men, but are only fish. (laughs) (laughs) I have so many questions. One, is St. Charles back in the boat? I thought he was dying. No, St. Charles is in the boat. Okay, good. I'm glad he was there to alive to give us that exposition. Right. Uh, Moxie screams when she sees these dead eyes. Um, that 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 breaks her her tough outer demeanor. Finally, uh, that sounds horrifying. Hey, yeah, uh, we gotta uh, we gotta we gotta get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, Aaron says from the water. If you kill a, a zombie, you take their spot in in the rotation, right? That's how that works. What D&D game are you playing? <laughs> one where I crit fail my 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 uh initiative roll and want to move up in the food chain. Hey Matt, uh so I took damage from a zombie zombie. Uh did I get bitten? You did not get bitten. Okay. Cool. So I don't have to worry about a situation. I've nope. only got two bullets left in my gun. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Aaron, you are still in the water. Moxie, you are in the water and far from the boat. And St. Charles and Augie, you are in the water, or you are in the boat. That's going to take us to zombie number two on the boat. He was going after St. Charles, and he's going to go at him again. Uh, But he is not going to connect. So, Aaron, that'll make it your turn. You are in the water. There are fish that scream like men quickly surrounding you. Uh, Aaron goes, oh, I, I wonder how they scream like men when they have no mouths like men. They are but fish. <laughs> um, and I'm going to try and uh, pitter-patter my way back up into that boat. Um, Remember, you just have advantage. because Yeah, hoping. you have advantage. Appreciate that. How's a 14 do? Hey, that'll make it. All right. That is the check to get on the boat without <laughs> knocking anybody else off. It was Hooray. a 14 and a 6. So glad that I had that advantage. Excellent. Uh, so that's going to be. Can I go ahead. hand the gun to St. Charles? You can. <laughs> you can hand the gun to St. Charles. <laughs> although St. Like... Charles also does have a hunting rifle. Oh, never mind. I don't hand him the gun. Okay. Um, cool. So it's going to be St. Charles' turn. And he is very upset about the dead eyes in the water. Uh, he is super uncool with the dead eyes in the water. They freak him out. So he is going to aim that hunting rifle. Uh, straight down at one of the dead eyes and pop a shot at him. And that is going to hit. Yeah. And it is going to do... Where are all my dice? That is going to do... Wow, 14 damage to that dead eye. Watch St. Char- Charles rule the night away. Watch St. Charles <laughs> save the day. Feel his storm is getting close. Headed our way. Good. Thank you for doing that. I don't know You're what welcome. that was. Is this another? Is this another is this song that I'm not? I'm not pop punk enough to understand. No, I can't. I didn't want to go any further because the next line is Sonic Heroes. Sonic <laughs> Heroes. <laughs> oh. oh, awesome! Um, all right, Augie, you are up. Um, question: Am I still holding a paddle or an oar? You are holding a or yes, a or um, I would like to ex- if I extend my or to Moxie, is that enough to kind of try to pull her in? I would give advantage on Moxie's getting back in the boat and I would let her do it in one turn because you cut the move action in half. OK, 
Um, and then I would like to spend a bonus action to give uh, Moxie um, some bardic inspiration. And I'm going to remind her um, how of just like this was like that night three years ago at the uh, at the the Baudet 2018 Haunted Halloween, <laughs> Halloween bash uh, in the Moose Lodge to try to get, bring her back to reality. I will use that. I will use that uh, memory on my turn in, <laughs> in a long time when it's my turn again. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, next up is one of the dead eyes and uh, they are actually going to attack you Moxie. Well, this one is uh, because you're in the water and they're also in the water. So they're logic me, tracks. Tell me Moxie. Oh, Boy, does a twenty-four hit? No, surprisingly, um, my <laughs> my armor class doubles in the water. Uh, yeah. so you got to roll a twenty-eight to hit. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, all right. Um, so Moxie's that is a Sahagen. <laughs> uh, that is going to do four damage to you, Moxie, and that dead eye is not biting you per se, but is certainly stuck to you in an unnerving way. That's worse. And you are also going to take four points of charisma damage from that being stuck to you. What does that mean? Like your charisma score goes down by four? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Well, that sucks. 3.5e was weird, and that's where this monster is from. So my charisma becomes six after this? Uh huh. Until you kill this creature, your score, not your modifier. Oh, your modifier wouldn't be ten. Never mind. Yeah. Ignore me. <laughs> okay. And uh, that is going to make it the zombies in the boats turn. They are going to reach for you, Aaron, because you are now in the boat. Well, that's not ideal. And Aaron does a. Who did I just attack with? Yeah, I'm sure a 25 hits you, yeah? Uh, See, I have a thing as well, just like Moxie does, that doubles my (laughs) AC when I need it in the plot. Yeah, uh uh-huh, I'm sure it does. So that's going to be, ooh, another max damage roll. Seven damage to you. (laughs) Hooray! Also, a quick amendment. Kyle, I messed up. You take one point of charisma damage, not four points of charisma damage. Okay, that's... My apologies. Because I have an ugly fish stuck to me, right? Is that yep, the logic? Because you have there? an ugly fish stuck to you. The next um, zombie in the boat is going to attack you, Augie. Does a 13 hit? Yep. All right. And that's going to do two points of damage to you. All right. All right. Um, there is another dead eye in the boat. It is going to try to spit. Something up at you, Aaron. Gross. It is. It's really gross. Does a nine hit you? It does not. All right. That, that only spit hit, misses. That would only hit Augie. <laughs> and Moxie, that's going to make it your turn. Uh, so you are. I'm in the water. I have a fish stuck to my arm. And Augie is extending a paddle to help you into the boat. And you have a bardic inspiration. Yes. So. Now is the That's time something. to get out of the water. Is it with this ugly zombie fish stuck to me? It's better than being in the water. Would you rather be dead? Hey, uh, would you, would you, hey, Moxie there, would you rather be dead? 
You're right. I'll grab the oar and and try to pull myself into the into the boat with the others. All right. So go ahead and give me a dex check for that. And I will add my um, bardic inspiration to that as well. What is that? Is that a D8? D8. I think it's a D6 at this level. Oh, is it a D6 at level two? Yeah. yeah. You're right. Babies. Um, so that is, that <laughs> didn't need the Come bardic on. inspiration. Um, it's a like 25 oh, or okay. something ridiculous. Yeah. With, with my that reaction, deck. that was the I crit fails noise. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, a, it was, a, I wasted my bardic inspiration because I was going to get in the boat anyway. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Uh, so you move back into the boat. There is still a dead eye attached to your arm. Do I get an attack or is that my whole turn? That is your whole turn. Nope. Uh, right. And at the end of your turn, you are going to take another point of charisma damage. All right. We're all on the boat. Mission accomplished. You are all on the boat. You you solved my fall out of uh, the boat puzzle. Did we? <laughs> uh, all right. So the next one up is the zombie that's been swinging at St. Charles. It's going to. Oh, that'll hit. Um uh, fun fact, Kyle, you can wait to use that Bardic Inspiration. You don't have to, you don't have you to claim it before. To, after, yeah, after oh. you roll the d20. Oh, then I'm not going to have Bang used that, it. Maybe. So that zombie is going to do seven points of damage to St. Charles. Um, Aaron, your turn. Great. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to coat my axe in peroxide and I'm going to slash at the zombie that is attacking St. Charles. Go for it. Uh... How does a 15 go? Oh, a 15 will certainly do it. That's great. It takes four damage. Great. Uh, it is St. Charles' turn, and he is going to attempt to pump another bullet into that dead eye. Uh, ooh, that's a natural 20 for St. Charles. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the dead eye that he had shot earlier, he points his gun at again. And pulls the trigger and guts and skin and fish fill the water around the boat as that dead eye is blown to smithereens. Augie, your move. Uh, okay. Are there, are there any more zombies in or like a touch, like touching the boat? Our there's boat. a, there's a zombie fish attached to my arm. There's a zombie fish attached to Moxie's arm. There's a zombie fish in the water. There are three zombies on the rowboat. Okay. What would need to happen for us to like make a clean getaway? Uh, you would need to r- somehow row yourself around this boat. It would be incredibly difficult for you at this point to make a clean getaway because you are okay. wedged up pretty bad with this rowboat. All right, deal. Um, instead, um, instead, I'm gonna try to. Um, let me just, I'll take my whole action to try to get this, the, the sucker fish off of rock of Moxie. Yeah. Give me a strength check for that. Uh, that's not terrible. Um, let's see. 21, a 21 will do it. You rip that skin kite off of Moxie. It's now in your hands. I would like to yeet that skin kite (laughs) skin kite yeeted. Um, (laughs) Perfect. Great. Uh, that skin kite. I will say through er, flew 20 ish feet away from the boat. Uh, you lost sight of it, but there is no guarantee that it's not going to come back. Okay. And then I'm going to, I'm going to uh, use my, I'll use a bonus action or free action to uh, ask Moxie. 
Uh, you 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 doing okay there? Uh, did you did did it get you? Did it bite you? Um, I Moxie looks at her arm, and, and I don't know what does Moxie see when she looks at her arm, Matt. Uh, do you want to roll an investigation check real quick here in the heats of battle? Yeah. Can it be a medicine check, perhaps? Sure. Twelve. Uh, a twelve will tell you that there are bite marks in your leather jacket. Um, you, it does not look like they've gone to the skin, but you would have to take your jacket off to tell. Did it break the jacket? Uh, there, is, you can see like foam coming from the jacket, but just a little bit. Okay. Um, no, I think I'm okay. We'll check after we deal with these zombos, though. Uh, right on. So the next uh, person to go was going to be the dead eye that er- or Augie just yeeted. So he's going to get skipped. Uh, and we're going to move on to the two zombies at the boats who are swinging first at you, Augie. Um, and an 11's not going to hit, is it? Thank Christ <laughs> it's not. <laughs> and once at you, Aaron, um, is a 14 going to hit? That tie goes to the runner. Oh, baby. Uh, We all have glass bones and paper skin here. (laughs) Uh, That's going to be three points of damage to you, Aaron. All right. We love to see it. And that's going to make it your turn, Moxie. Your first turn in the boat. What are you going to do with it? Um, Are we up against the rowboat? You are up against the rowboat. Can I climb in the rowboat and attack in, in the same turn? Hell yeah, you can. What do I need to do to make that happen? Uh, that's just a move action, baby. One boat to another boat's a solid transition. So you are in that boat. I'm going to jump into that other boat and attack the the closest zombie full force. And I'm going to, um, you know what? I'm going to, I'm I'm pretty mad because I got bit. My, they ruined my nice jacket. Um, so I'm going to use my minus five to attack to do plus 10 damage if I, if at all possible, if, if I hit. So. Go ahead and double-handed hockey stick swinging. That fell off the table. I apologize. That is a 12 to hit. A 12 will hit. Oh. Okay. Um, then a D10 plus plus 11. Um, we me, love to see it. Um, 13 damage. Oh, boy. Uh, yes, Moxie. So... There was a zombie that Aaron had also gotten a clean hit off on and you crank that zombie like right as it, you catch it off guard when you jump in the boat and you kind of hit it in the back of the head. Your hockey stick goes into the back of its head just That's a little bit. That's what I wanted. And yeah. you squelch it back out. Now that zombie staggers forwards and is pushing itself up and is still going, but looks rough. It looks rougher than your average zombie. Didn't get to zero HP. Didn't get to zero HP, Moxie. Oh, wait, wait. Ax- action surge. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm going to I'm gonna bash it again just normally. Do it. Bitch, you thought. Uh, 20 to hit. 20 hits. <laughs> yeah, um, so that's just going to be a D10 plus one, uh, three. Oh, man, it's not there. Oh, your, God. Your hockey stick oh, no. is... Can I add my bardic inspiration to damage? No, just no it's just... Nah. The same The same blessing. Wait, nope. Hold, hold. Take that again. I re-roll twos. Uh, I re-roll two, twos on damage rolls. 
with a two-handed weapon. You better not get a one. Um, ten. How, what's ten damage do to the zombo? Ten damage splits that zombo's head in half, Moxie. Yeah. You know what I get to do when I when I kill a creature? I get to attack again as a bonus action. So I'm going to attack the other zombo on the boat. Cleave, cleave, yeah. cleave, cleave. <laughs> Just punch the lamp in your. I did. Your, <laughs> nice. Uh, seventeen to hit. Uh, a seventeen will indeed hit. All right. Uh, D10 plus one coming at you. That's another 10 damage to that Zombo. All right. Uh, So Moxie, you are in the boat with two zombies. Now you hit that second zombie in the chest because when you your hockey stick out of the first zombie, you didn't have as good of control on it the second time. Uh, So it's still up and moving, but it's it's pretty well dazed. After that top zombie got absolutely murdered, Aaron, move is to you. Oh, um, so wait, how many zombos are left here in the boats? Two zombies in the boat, one zombie fish in the water. One zombie fish has been yeeted. Um, <laughs> I'm going to attack the one that uh, that Moxie had just attacked. I'm uh, going to swing, swing my little swingy. Sw- Actually, you know what? No, I'm going to cast Bless. I'm going to bless everyone. I'm going to give everyone a pep talk so everyone... You add one d four to all your attacks. Yes, I say. I say, just keep doing what do what, do what Moxie <laughs> Sw- did. Swing away. <laughs> do what Moxie did, don't you know? All right. Uh, Saint Charles is up next, and he is going to pop another shot off at one of the fish in the water, and he's going to miss that shot pretty wide to the right. He he is blessed. It's not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> that uh. He, he paid in karma for his nat 20 in the last round. Fair. Uh, all right, Augie, your move. Yeah, um, so there's one zombie left in the other rowboat or two? Two zombies in the boat. Okay, so I want to look at the one that Moxie is closest to is in current combat with. And uh, while I, I, I still got an oar in my hand, I'm going to like, ra- while I raise my oar, um, that zombie's going to get beat downwind of my bus, of my tour bus tank. Uh, I.e. I'm going to cast Ray of Sickness, which is <laughs> which is a ranged spell attack. Uh, so hold on. Let me pull my my stuff here. Let's roll some. That's potentially good. Uh, let's say a 17. That should hit, right? That super hits. Yep. Okay. Um, so I need you to make a con save. Oh, boy. Okay. Yep. Uh, 13. Uh, yeah, so that's, that's going to fail. Um, okay. So it's going to take seven damage to seven poison damage. And then it is poisoned until the end of my next turn. Awesome. How does poison work? Uh, disadvantage (laughs) on your attacks and. Oh yeah. Maybe ability, maybe saves. Disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks. Cool. Um, so. That Zambo uh, is on the boat and is having kind of a hard time deciding whether it want to attack you, Augie, who just stanked it out, uh, or you, Moxie, who is on the boat in front of it. And it's going to decide on you, Moxie. So that zombie is going to take a swing at you, but it has disadvantage. Uh, both of those rolls were 12. Does a 15 hit you? Me? Yes, yeah. you. Sorry. All right. Uh, so that's going to be... Four damage to you, Moxie. Okay. 
And that next zombie is going to swing at you with your band stank there, Augie. Um, but a five probably won't hit. It doesn't. Hooray. Moxie, your turn. I am going to attack the other zombie. Great. The one that's poisoned and hurting bad? Yeah, that one. He's all hurting bad. Cool. He's all hurting bad. Uh, 19 to hit. 19 so hits. Let's do some damage. Rerolling ones. And you're blessed. And I'm blessed. Yeah, you get a d4 to that. To my damage, too? No, just to your attack. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I thought mean, it was either or. Um, seven damage to the zombo. So uh, that zombo goes down like a wet bag of chips, falls right on the floor. <laughs> um, and you can tell that you did a lot of damage, but you hear it gurgle and start to push itself back up. And Classic zombo move. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Your turn. Um, all right. So it's the Zombo just that just fell down and pushed itself back up. And is there isn't there an untouched Zombo in the? There is a fully oh healthy God. Zombo in the boat. Okay, I'm gonna try and hit it with a Molotov cocktail, which is guiding bolt is the spell. So <laughs> we'll just see what happens here. Sure. Um, does a fifteen? 14. Does a 14 hit it? A 14 do hit it. All right, good. That is Guiding Bolt. That is a handful of radiant damage. Um, I'm pulling that up right now. Great. 4d6 radiant damage. (laughs) (laughs) Not fucking around anymore. Uh, 16 radiant damage as I guess the flavor is I smashed a flaming bottle of like gasoline on this zombie and if it's dead i want to just kick it out of the boat so was it 16 or 46 radiant damage for 4d6 4d6 oh i thought you said which got me which got me 16 great um so if it's not dead the next person gets advantage because it's lit on fire it's it's not dead it's on fire so uh (laughs) moxie just as an update (laughs) you are now in a boat with one zombie that's in really rough shape and another zombie that's in rough shape and on fire. Excellent. Um, the fishing <laughs> boat is made of wood. I would cool. like to. I would like to play. Don't stop me now on my harmonica, please. <laughs> uh, I'll give you that as a free action. Go right ahead. <laughs> it is going to be Saint Charles' turn, and uh, he is going to take a shot at the flaming zombie. Uh, and that's going to miss. Not going to hit. He gets advantage. He gets advantage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll it that'll is. hit him right in the face. Um, because there is, the flavor text is, there's mystical dim light that glitters around it. But in this, it's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks super rough and is still on fire, but is up and moving. Uh, Augie, your turn. Um, can I just, like, whack it with my oar? Uh, yeah, yeah, you can whack it with your oar. All right. It'll do the same damage as my dagger or whatever. It will indeed. Uh, It'll just give you some range. 22. That hits. <laughs> uh, was that 1d6? Yeah. Six damage, max damage. All right. Nice. And it makes the con save and starts to push itself back up. So you've got... It push itself up. Two, mm-hmm. two zombies who push itself up in boat. 
It is both of those zombies' turn, and they are staggering around pretty bad, both going to take swings at you, Moxie, uh, and they're both going to hit unless your AC g- jumped to 20. Nope. How are you looking on, on health right now, Moxie? <laughs> um, better than I... What? I mean, you know, 14. Well, that's good. They're going to do yeah. eight damage to you, so... Total? Total. Okay. Don't love that. Doing much worse now. Uh, Moxie. Hey, hey uh, Moxie, you, you get bit yet? No bites. <laughs> no? <laughs> uh, Moxie, it's your move. Um, I'm going to swing on the one that's on the ground. Yep. Is there one on the ground still struggling? It, it push itself up, but yeah, I'll, I'll give you like, like a, a push-up position. Okay. He's a very yeah, small zombie fisherman. He's in, he's in plank position. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm still blessed, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to be a 20 to hit. Oh, that hits. And roll some damage. Um, 11. Uh, so you, were, was that with your hockey stick? Yeah. So you make a full arch with your back. You pull that hockey stick back behind you and you slam it down on that zombie's head and it Pops like a balloon. That zombie is not getting back up. All right. I am going to I'm going to then um, with that one dead, I'm going to use my bonus action to swing at the on fire one. Yeah, go for it. I'm gonna take that minus five um, to do plus ten damage to it as well. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. Don't stop me. I like it. 12, 15, a 10 to hit. Uh, 10 hits. All right. Um, that's going to be 17 damage. Uh, and with that 17 damage, <laughs> you crack that zombie right in the chest. <laughs> now, when you crack it in the chest, you can tell it doesn't kill the zombie, but it does stumble backwards and fall off the boat into the water. Just then, that dead eye that Augie yeeted out there earlier <laughs> comes swimming back up in a frenzy and starts to chew on that zombie that was on fire and is now in the water, <laughs> distracted by the dead eye. Uh, and congratulations, you've solved my zombie puzzle. Oh my god, get into Yay. whatever boat moves yeah. and let's uh, go. Yep. I yep. would like to. I would like to remind Moxie uh, that zombies don't die below the thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I assumed I was taking every shot at the head, but Matt de- Matt was the one determining where my blows landed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. All right, uh, so you guys hop back in the canoe and head to shore. So as your boat finally comes peacefully to shore, Saint Charles stands. If it is Jim you seek, this is where our companionship comes to an end. You can follow this road straight to his corner. There's only one fork in the road. Keep to the west. You'll be there by sunrise. If, however, you believe that it is not where your journey ends, you can continue north to my home with me. The choice is yours, but you must make it now before the dead eyes lose interest in the corpse. Boy, do you know, do you know, Jim? Is Jim like (laughs) from your hometown? Do you have beef with Jim? Uh, St. Charles has started to pack up the boat, uh, to shove off the dock. Oh boy. Well, we, we, we trust, we know we can trust old Chuck here. 
Yeah, we don't I'm, know Jim. I don't know Jim. Um, I'm also a little little concerned. They were they Netno was watching us and yeah. didn't you know do more yeah things. But Netno's watching us, so they're gonna see us go with Jim. Um, Jim has a gun, or not Chuck? I, Saint I Chuck. I mean, you have a gun. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck has a gun. I I have a gun that I forgot about until just this moment. I feel like we should go with uh, Saint Chuck here. With our powers combined, we have two guns. And my yes. screwdriver. All right. <laughs> and my hockey stick. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm I'm more for uh, St. Chuck than, than Jim. We'll find Jim if we want to find Jim. Let's go with St. Chuck. Yeah. Well, maybe not. I don't really trust the cops. Are we saying St. Chuck's the cops? No, Netna. Netna. Jim's the yeah, cops. No. Yeah. 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 I feel that. All right. So you're going with you're going with St. Chuck? Yeah. yeah. Yep, why not? All right. St. Chuck ending. You look at dry (laughs) land, the first you've seen in hours and the most peaceful you've seen today. But you turn and step back into the canoe. St. Charles hands you the paddles and turns the heading north. He sticks close to the shoreline of the island, just far enough out to not run aground. A few more hours pass before you arrive at an island. You anchor your boat and St. Charles beacons you into the woods. After a short walk, you come to a clearing filled with high grass. As the sun rises behind you, you see a white sign with Welcome to Fort St. Charles Historical Site, written in blue letters. A group of people, maybe 50, come out and wave to you. And there is a picture in the chat. Matt, is Fort St. Charles a real place in Baudette, Minnesota? (laughs) Well, it's not in Baudette. It's above the Northwest Angle. All right, so shut. (laughs) Welcome home says the man you've known to this point as St. Charles. My real name is Greg, but here we are all St. Charles. We are the surviving population of the Northwest Angle. Netna came across our border nearly two weeks ago and drove us out. They kidnapped some and killed others. Everyone they killed rose to its feet within the hour. In the chaos, the rest of us were able to escape here to St. Charles. It's the most northern point of the United States, and all of its Canadian waters are controlled by the Anishin Abawaki Nation and the other indigenous people of the Lake of the Woods. I would have told you about us sooner, but my people trust me to discern which travelers may try to contact Netna. When you had the option to go with them and chose to come with me, I knew you were safe. You're welcome to begin Sick. your life here. Besides, we've all seen zombie movies. Once you reach the safe house, the bad guys leave you alone. and that is where we will end our Halloween shot excellent that was so good Good I want to make it known all I can think about this entire game is the very first thing Augie did with 12 hit points worth of good berries was just eat (laughs) them just immediately eat them hey he's still alive He's gotten this far. He's still How many hit points did you end with? Uh, three. <laughs> yeah, I had six. Yeah, I also had six. And out of spell slots. Well, congratulations, guys. You got the good ending. Yeah. Now, now, Matt, as DM, what would have constituted the bad ending? Like the, the really yeah. bad what? ending? You what told would... us there was a really bad ending, and then I want to know the gym ending as well. Yeah. Um, so Jim percent speed run. <laughs> so the really bad ending which you avoided when you went with St. Charles. Um, that was the last opportunity for you to get the really bad ending was that you got caught by the horde. So if you remember way back at the beginning of today, I had you roll 
all of the dice. So those numbers were the waves of the horde. And they were going to come at you in that wave of zombies. Uh, So the first one would have been one zombie. 15 feet later would have been five, three, six, three, three, and then 47. Uh, (laughs) And you were going to fight the horde until you died was the really bad ending. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And I very much was keeping track of the distance between you and the horde. Um, Kyle, when you got in the truck accident and you were like, we should turn back and we should haul up in the last town. I was like, oh, baby, we're doing a 45 minute one shot today. That's awesome. That's so cool. Um, what were, would you have let us drive off in the Marauder's car? Because that's what I was planning on trying to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have let you fight for it um, if you yeah. wanted to. But I think that you probably would have ended with, depending on what direction you went, you wouldn't have gotten the good ending. Because mm-hmm. if you followed the road south, you would have run into the horde. And if sure. you followed the road north, you would have gotten a variation of the the Jim's corner. Of ending. the Jim ending. Yeah. Do you want to know that ending? Yeah. What's, yes, what's, please. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's say you save scummed it and you reload your file back at the dock and you choose not to go with St. Charles. You look at dry land, the first you've seen in hours and the most peaceful you've seen today. St. Charles has been a savior to you but you'd have joined the Horde in Baudette if not for Kirk Johnstone. You bid farewell to your ally with hopes to see him again soon and head west. You hike for nearly four hours as the sun begins to rise on your backs. You hear a loud humming sound from above you as you come across a small hut. There's a blue sign with white letters that reads Jim's Corner Immigrations Customs Reporting Station. And there is the picture of that for you in the chat. (laughs) A phone rings inside of the hut and an LED screen illuminates with a red answer button. As soon as you answer the phone, a familiar voice fills your ears as you're blinded by floodlights and a group of men in white hazmat suits with Netna in red on their chest surround you. And I'm dropping the link to... So they're they're Umbrella Corporation. They're kind of... Well, they're Netna, but yeah, they're kind of an Umbrella Corporation. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations on making it to Jim's Corner. I'm sorry I couldn't be there in person, but I trust my field crew will take care of you. We've been harvesting as many of you stupid Americans as we can to develop a cure to this damned infection. It's such a shame when you create a perfect bioweapon before you're able to manufacture immunity. National evacuation to the North Agency. (laughs) More like Northern Expedent to trap neighboring Americans. Well, thanks again for delivering more test subjects. You've survived for so long. Maybe you can be the key to the cure. Besides, we've all seen zombie movies. The good guys never survive in the end. (laughs) (laughs) And as the voice stops, you all feel a jab in the side of your neck as your vision fades to black. Good. I love the the ongoing bit of we've all, we've seen, all seen zombie, zombie, movies. Seen zombie movies. movies. Yeah. Great. Good stuff. So I want to give a huge shout out to horror movie review podcast, The Stephen Queens. One of their hosts, Bella, was the voice of General Prairie in today's campaign. I literally sent their Instagram a DM last night to see if one of them could record these lines for us. And they knocked it out within an hour. So if you're into horror movies and analysis that comes from the minds of three 
not cishet white men, check out the Stephen Queens, and that is Stephen with a PH on your podcatcher of choice. You can also find them on Instagram at the Stephen Queens and on Twitter at Stephen underscore Queens. Cool. Well, before we sign off, any any last thoughts about your journey through Baudette, Minnesota and the surrounding areas? I was really prepared to die with that chain uh, in the lake <laughs> until I found out I could take a zombie down with it. So thank you for that suggestion, whoever whoever suggested that. I forget who it was. When I picked up Thorn Whip, which I reflavored as whipping something with an extension with cord. An extension there, cord. There is a moment where I really thought I was going to fish Moxie out of the water by hitting Ooh. you with Thorn Whip because I could pull Whoa. you 10 feet. That would have been a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I regretted so much of that. Of, Eating the good berries early uh, on no, when you could have saved them. Of, of playing the playing the bit that I was hungry because I have a, a spell called Gas Station Chili Dog that was <laughs> Thunderwave. And I like and then I resolved that I couldn't use it because we already like spent 30 minutes talking about how I had no food and was hungry. <laughs> Way to commit to the bit. Yeah, no, nah, this is good, this is great, Matt. You good, did a good bit job. in the middle. This very is, good job, good Matt. Stuff. Thank you. Thanks. Guys. And I, I, I hope I, I don't know what our metrics look like if we have listeners in Minnesota, but hopefully we'll hear how, yeah, how weirdly targeted our accents we're, were. We're also sorry for anybody in the southern Canadian territories and northern <laughs> Midwest areas that we offended with our very very bad accents. Yes, um, yeah. we've all seen Fargo. <laughs> <laughs> Also, specifically the people of Manitoba, who I made the villain in this podcast, um, <laughs> unknowing to the, the what do they call states in Canada? The, the, the territories? territories, the territory of Manitoba. OK, don't no, say it like everyone knows. Or province, something provinces? else. The yeah. province, the province yeah. of Manitoba. All right. Thanks for joining us on the Spooktacular Express. Whether you joined us this month, bumped up this month or you've been with us for a while. We appreciate it beyond all belief. We wouldn't be able to do this without you, especially not crazy one shots like this. And one time Andrew told me, I think maybe I just want you to write a zombie movie because if you write a zombie movie, maybe I'll like it. And I did that today. And that and fu- I liked it. <laughs> that fulfilled a big check mark on my list. So thanks for joining us. As always, you know, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Debate This Cast or on our website at DebateThisCast.com. Well, friends, until next time. I'm Matt Cole. I'm Andrew. The Minnesota Mimics is my favorite uh, aver- <laughs> amateur soccer team. I'm Kyle. Glad I was rewarded for taking that chain, Harper. And I'm Todd. I wish I had more reasons to say hot plate in this episode, Thomas. <laughs> hot dish. Hot dish. Hot dish. Hot yeah. dish. And we're saying thanks for debating with us. Oh, and if you think we're wrong, you can come find us behind the spooky swing sets, nerds. No, don't you know? Oh, you're still here? No, that's it. It's over. You can go. We'll see you next week. But that's it.